Suddenly weeping, Adrian stumbled to him and collapsed against his chest. When she was coherent enough to tell her story, he felt like weeping too. That is a right good morning book club. We're here, The guys. Nerdy. The Wordy, the book club. My name's Nerdy. And I'm Clarice. And this is a podcast where we read a book and then we tell you uh, ridiculous things that we thought while reading it. That is, yes. It's the, the most accurate version of our show. <laughs> the best description of, of, of what you guys are watching. <laughs> Absolutely. Everyone said over and over and over. That they desperately wanted us to go back to reading the last bit of the reading before the show. So that's what we did. We did we did that because people wanted it. Yay! Um, let's go up really quickly here. We have uh, some shout-outs. Uh, Jess plus Infinity, welcome to the Nargs of the Noid Table. Let's go! Uh, thank you for joining up. And um, Orchid Eater, thank you for being a nine-month Narg. Let's go. Blue! A, a Narg baby! Blue's gifting out five <gasps> memberships Blue. for K Senor. Oh my gosh, Blue, thank you so much. As well as a super chat to say happy belated anniversary. Thank you so much. Our anniversary was on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's still anniversary week for us. Anniversary week, <laughs> Even yes. though we've been celebrating our anniversary since, like, we were in Disney, and it was great. Basically, yes. Um, um, that's very sweet. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much, Blue. That is incredibly kind of you. Thanks to everyone who joined the Nargs of the Nerd Table. Uh, but it's the beginning of the podcast, which means that it's a good time to remind you all of a couple of house keeping things. Number one, I'm not wearing a beanie, but if I were, you could buy it over at our merch shop, which our uh, mods will drop within the chat, or it's in in the description, or in the, the I don't know what, on There's podcasts. There's so many places to find it. There's info good. somewhere. <laughs> Thank you for all the happy bladed anniversaries. <laughs> Blue's Thank going back to bed guys. now. you guys. You guys are so sweet. <laughs> Blue's like, and that's all I'm doing today. I, I have no interest in your show. It's not good. Honestly, no, it's it's too early. Blue, go go sleep. Go sleep. Um, second uh, bit of housekeeping. Uh, this review on Apple Podcasts comes from What Summary. What? What? Um, this is... Uh, I, oh, no, wait. What Summary is the name of the review. <laughs> Chai Force is the reviewer. Oh, This is a well five-star done. review. If you want us to say anything, anything at all, give us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts, and mm-hmm. I will read it. Uh, this one's great. Boobs, 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 more boobs, 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 even more boobs, braid tug. Hashtag Wheel of Time. That's, yeah, that, I, that's basically what we read for the last. Chai Force, Chai Force, thank you for that thank incredible you. review of our podcast. Um, I feel like the people who read that and then tune into our podcast are going to think that our podcast is about boobs. It is. Uh, only on the YouTube version. <laughs> Fair enough. Next week, my titties will be out. And uh, the final, final bit of housekeeping, really quickly before we get into the show, now that we've spoken about boobs, this podcast is brought to you by Audible. Audible is a subscription (laughs) service in which you get a free book, you don't get a free, you get a book credit every month, I shouldn't call it free, but you basically sign up and every month they're like, this is your month credit. Choose an audiobook and you go, thank you, Audible, because audiobooks are so damn expensive. Yes, thank you for making audiobooks affordable. 
Yes. So if you want more than one a month, you can buy more through the service. They have over 180,000 titles for you to choose from. Mm -hmm. You can play those on your phones. You can play. You could probably play them on your fridge at this point. Your your toaster will probably play you your audiobook. That's true. And uh, you can do that over at audibletrial.com/slash/nerdy-nightly. Again, mm -hmm. that's Audible. Listen to books. Also, I think I I, I think I saw somewhere that um, Amazon Audible right now. If you have Alexa, Alexa will read you The Fellowship of the Ring right now for free. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know. Oh, because it was Hobbit Day. It was Hobbit Day the other day, and so for, oh, the, for the week, that makes you sense. can listen to The Fellowship of the Ring if you are so inclined. So, uh, Audible. I would have loved if they were like, if they were like, you can listen to The Silmarillion for free. And there were people who were like, I've never read The Silmarillion. I'll pop that in. Oh, my God. Guys, we got The Silmarillion for, like, our drive home, and... It's dense. <sighs> yeah. 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 It's a lot. It's a lot. I read the book um, when I was a kid, or in, in, like, middle school. Yeah. And I remember it being dense, but listening to it is really hard. Listening to it is a whole other thing, because there's... If you thought there were a lot of names in The Wheel of Time... Yeah. Oh my gosh, do I have news for you. And they're all like Ormway, Olway, and so when you're listening to an audiobook, it's tough. Mm -hmm. But we're not here to talk about The Rings of Power. We're here to talk about The Wheel of Time. Mm -hmm. And this week's chapters, y'all, we're doing chapter 9 to chapter 18 of The Crown of Swords. So do you know why I screamed at you last night now? No. What? No, I don't. You don't? Because someone that chat has been talking about Oh, that forever? was your scream? Yes! Oh, we'll get to Cat Swain. I have thoughts. Cool. Um, starting then I don't at... Like her. <sighs> okay. Are you surprised? Are you surprised I don't like Cat Swain after that chapter? Yes. Really? Yes. She's kind of the worst. The, what do you mean the worst? She sucks. She didn't do anything. No, she did. She walked okay, into we'll a room there. and behaved you know like a fucking nightmare. You know what? We'll get there. We'll get there. And she's like the, she's the example. She's the epitome of Aes Sedai. Rather no, than okay. coming in and being a wise Sedai, okay, okay. she's a total. No. Okay. If we're talking about this now, if we're talking about this now. She is incredibly intelligent. She is one of the few I said I that seems to know anything about men going mad. Anything at all. Sure. And sh she was testing Rand. Sure. She has a limited amount of intelligence. But you know what she doesn't have? Uh, social skills. No, she did that on purpose. Yeah, except Rand hates the Aes Sedai and doesn't want to work with them. And did Aes Sedai really need him to work with them? And so all of these Aes Sedai who are behaving like... Like, they are on top of the world uh -huh. when they are very much not right now is ridiculous. Okay, she just got there. She's yes, like, okay, and she's the already got everybody going, oh, I don't want to work with you. Get the fuck out. No, that's not what happened. That is, he she's... screams. And he gets so frustrated no. that he screams. He makes everybody leave the room because yes. he doesn't want to deal with literally anyone. And, what are you talking about? And in about? that moment, he's like, I'm not mad. Am I? She does the exact thing that Rand needs in this moment. No, she doesn't. Mm -hmm. What Rand needs is mm -hmm. to get over his hatred of all Aes Sedai. True. And she's not helping. That is that, She's that not is helping. True. She's making the situation worse because if she came in, if she came into my room, I'd be like, get the fuck. <laughs> I don't care. No, you would realize, oh, shit, I am going mad. And I bet you Catswain is going to come back and be like, so here's the deal. I know shit about what you're going through. I'm old as fuck and I have seen some shit and I'm here to help you. And he just, like, he's, it, we, we stopped in the middle of that, like, cycle. 
He he's doing this on purpose. She's doing this on purpose. I oh, guarantee I, it. I guarantee she's doing it on purpose. It's a terrible fucking tactic. And the I said I keep doing it, and they keep failing because they keep using the same tactic. They think that they are so much better than everyone else, and they ride in on their high horse, and they think they're so fucking awesome, and then they keep losing but that's because not they what can't. She did. They they do not engender trust with anybody. It's uh-huh. why the White Tower fell. Uh-huh. It's why Rand currently has Marana kneeling and pouring tea for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the the White Tower quite literally is completely collapsing because of the weight of their own ego. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me that Cad Swain coming in and riding her ego like a horse uh-huh. is the right thing to do? She did it. It is the destruction see- of the Aes Sedai. No, she did it to see where Rand is in his madness. At the cost mm-hmm. of him ever trusting her. No, that is not true. A hundred percent true. No, no. He doesn't. He's never going to trust any Aes Sedai because of what they fucking just did. Mm-hmm. And she came in and showed him the worst of what was just done to him. The worst? Okay. The worst is being shoved in a box and tortured. I don't mean the physical stuff. I, I mean the... I mean the... We are... Meh, look at us. We're the fucking Aes Sedai. Our dicks are so fucking big that we're just going to like... We're going to berate you. We're going to come into the room and completely disrespect you while also demanding manners. Yeah, like, she was she, she she was testing him. No, she wasn't. She yes, was she being was. a see you next Tuesday. No, she's the only person who knows anything about the male madness. That okay? doesn't matter if he won't talk to you. They had one interaction. Yes. And what happened the last time he had one interaction with the Aes Sedai? Nah, she's brilliant. She she's smart. She knows. But she she's knows exactly what she's doing. Terrible at people skills. It was very calculated. No, no. She's, but why? I'm sure she's good at people skills. This was this was very. It calculated. doesn't seem like it because no one likes her. Everyone in the room hates her. Marana is literally like Marana. Literally is scared of her. And uh, uh, whatever her name is, Alauna. She literally is like, fuck. I thought you were dead, and yeah. I was happier that way. How do you know she was happier? That because way? she's like, fuck. Cat Swain's alive. We're all screwed. That is not the reaction. She does not say we're all screwed. That is her reaction to Cat Swain that entire time. No. Ked Swain thinks that she's no. being manipulative. Ked Swain is pushing away a man who's already so pushed mm-hmm. away from the Aes Sedai. You get more flies with honey than with vinegar, and Ked Swain doesn't fucking get it. She will. This, I, this is, I hope this, so. No, the, I, I'm here because I see. I see what she's doing. I I, I feel it, all right? Um, Speakeasy, thank you so much for the uh, <laughs> joining you. of the Nargs. Welcome back to the Nerd Table. Excited for the read and find out. We are as well. Mm-hmm. Mintastic says my opinions are as black and white as the symbol on my hat. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know that I'm being black and white here. She, there's she, a lot of people in chat who agree with you. I, it, I, I would hope so. She is abrasive mm-hmm. at a at a time when Rand is against everybody, where he doesn't trust anybody, mm-hmm. and this it doesn't help. This doesn't make his situation with the Aes Sedai better. It doesn't help no. the Aes Sedai. Like, no, what but is here's the Kat thing. Swain's... Okay, okay explain to me what Kat like, Swain wants. In terms of importance, Rand not going mad is number one. Numero uno. But Kat Swain can't change that. We don't know that. You're telling me that in the middle of book seven, they're just going to introduce no, a character that can the, fucking no, stop him from going crazy? No, no. But she, she is going to be the crux of it. We've we've talked about so many times for this for the series to go on as long as it does and for the swing of the story we both believe that the madness and the taint has to be fixed somehow. I think that Cad Swain is is the the like the the crux of that problem. 
And that's what she's going to be here for. She's, she said, she's like, I have seen this so many times. I know like the progression. I, I know the signs to look out for. Like she says it in her language to him. And yeah, he's pissed right now. And that's, you know, it, it's going to suck. <laughs> it's going to suck for a minute. You know, she might not have realized exactly what she walked into with Rand's relationship with the Aes Sedai, but she's there to help. And I just think that she's going about it in a specific way. Is she way. there to help? Yes, I believe so. Help who? Rand. To help Is Rand. She, you think she's Rand. there for Rand? Yes. You, okay, after seven books of Aes Sedai, mm-hmm. after seven books yes. of these scheming motherfuckers, yes. scheming, sorry, not scheming, scheming motherfuckers, uh-huh. you think that an Aes Sedai shows up, berates Rand, and it's for his sake? Yeah, she came out of retirement for him. Nah. You don't come out of retirement unless you, you, you believe She's in not there for Rand personally. She's there because she doesn't want to lose Tarman Gaiden, and like she, she thinks that she can save the world. She is another character with a big mm-hmm. ego and an abrasive personality. Sure. If she, uh, here's the thing. If she comes in and she's like, we have to go on a mission to go cure the taint, I'm going to be a little upset with it. That would be very unearned no, there's not to me. Be, no, there's not going to be a mission. There's not going to be a mission. She's going to be like, look, I am the single, singular person here with the experience that I have. I, my experience is unique. We are going to use this to save you. I don't think she's going to show up and have a fucking bowl that changes the weather. You know what I mean? Like, That's what I'm worried about is that it's going to be no, another, like, th- we no. have to go get the Tarangriel from the place kind of, like, only Cat Swain knows where the thing is. No, no. And that will feel unearned to me because she's just so new. No, I think it's going to be a collaborative effort. And and that she is going to be, like, the key to it. Whereas, like, Rand would not... Ha- like, the taint does not get cured without Cat Swain. And I don't know how and I don't know exactly why... But that's exactly what this scene read to me. I just think that, like, she fucked up. <laughs> James Smith, thank you so much for that super duper duper chat. James, uh, thank you so much. Have an amazing Friday. Just checking in for more as usual. I'll watch you later. Thank you, Nerding Clarks. Thank you, James. And, uh, uh, yes, shout out to our mods. Our monkey, mods are best mods. Monkey is asking what's wrong with a big ego and an abrasive personality. You know what, Monkey? I read our YouTube comments as well. And yes, I am a big ego and an abrasive personality. I get it. No, I thought... People don't like me. No, Monkey is talking about themselves. I wouldn't describe... I, I mean, Monkey's abrasive, don't get me wrong, but big ego. Hey, I don't know. I don't know, Monkey. I wouldn't say that you've got a big ego. It's big enough. It's big enough for the both of us. Which is unnecessary because my, like, I have a big ego, guys. I decided that my job was going to be, I'm let me tell you my opinions about things on the internet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> nothing screams narcissism like having a YouTube channel. Hi. <laughs> we're nerdy nightly. Okay, no, uh, no, no, I'm not getting derailed from this. Oh, we're still going, okay. Cad Swain mm-hmm. sucks. Okay, chapter nine. Okay, well, that's a, are you, like, writing that down as an official prediction? What do you mean a prediction? She could be great in the future. Here's the thing. I'm open to Katsuwain being great in the future. Uh But I genuinely believe she fucked up this interaction. Potentially. Because now, like, I I just can't imagine a world where Rand is like, God, she was so mean unnecessarily, but I want to work with her. Why would you do that? I mean, there are a lot of people who made very strong and abrasive first impressions to Rand. Um, so I I don't think that uh, yeah, and half of them kneel for him now. Do you think Soralia kneels 
Very funny. Soralia's first impression wasn't that abrasive, though. Mm. She's abrasive, but she's not rude. Methany, thank you for that super chat. Um, Methany's cat. Oh, Sammy loves cats. If Sammy Take likes cats, then. Then, 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 uh, then I don't know if that's, there, you have your answer. I don't know if that's a positive or a negative. No, <laughs> that could go either way. Anyone, if cat likes, if cats like a person, they're they're good people. Um, James, thank you so much for that super duper chat, and Methany, thank you yes, as well. Yes, seriously. Um, okay, my final point here. Uh huh. My 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 very much my final point here, and I'm trying to remember it because Methany threw me off. I had like my like. Chester resistance. Oh, I I cannot stand people who demand manners, like verbally say like, oh, where are your manners, while they are not respecting custom. I think it's like, a, I, it is a thing that like I see a lot with rich people. And I think that this is my issue with having catered in the Upper East Side of New York City for so long, uh-huh. is people who have money and have status, who demand a certain level of respect from people, but do not show respect for anyone. And that... Her being like, oh, the Dragon Reborn doesn't have manners. And he's like, who are you? And she won't answer him, but she's demanding manners from him. I find that just sounds very like aggressive. any old person. Any old that person is, is like, you that should is... respect me because I'm old. No, no, that I will push back on. There are many, many old people who are absolutely wonderful and have incredible manners. What are you talking oh, no, about? No, there are lots of wonderful people. I'm, I'm not saying that, but there, there are. <laughs> There are many, many people who decide that uh, because they've lived a certain amount of years that um, that they know better than you and that there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> yeah, those are like my least favorite people. No, no, no. I take that back. That is that is hyperbolic. There are much worse people <laughs> than that. But the, those are like the those are people who I will tolerate their presence, mm-hmm. but who I don't like at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well. There's a lot of people whose presence I won't even tolerate, but. <clears throat> uh-huh. It's hard not. It's not hard to figure out who those are. Chapter nineteen. Nope. Nope. That is the last. No. Well, good. Good try. Uh, chapter I think nine. Chapter nine. A pair of silver pike. I was in the wrong app. Uh, so we catch up with Egwene. It's twenty-seven minutes in. We haven't started the chapters. They were off to a good start. They knew this was going to happen. This is what they signed up for. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Egwene is. Um, uh. We're still here. Okay. Before we get into the reading, mm-hmm. I know that I'm, like, hedging again. I will say mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a weakness, I think, in Crown of Swords as a book is that we are halfway through the book now uh-huh. in our reading. Uh-huh. We are still not yet, like, moved on past the end of last book. Moved on from the Aes Sedai. No, from, like, Dumai's Walls and and yeah. the, the epilogue. And uh-huh. so I think that a weakness of Crown of Swords as a book is that we are still just kind of like, characters are still learning information that we learned in a previous book pretty consistently in a way that I find a little bit tedious. But like in this chapter, Egwene is just now in chapter nine of this book being like, McGideon escaped. And I'm like, this 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 didn't need to happen on screen for me. Yeah. Because I, I know. Right, right. Um, okay, and so okay. it's just, we're, we're pretty far into this book for like a lot of the characters to not have information that we have. Mm. And it's just, it's not super interesting to me to watch them learn stuff that we've known for a while. Yeah, it's tough. I just think because there's so many of There's too many storylines right now. Right? Like if, if this had been like chapter two or three of the book... Um, then I don't think it would make that much of a difference. And the problem is, it is Egwene's chapter, like, two. You know what I mean? So it's tough when you have multiple storylines to, um, 
to balance that, I think. Um, Jake Hendricks. Jake, thank you so much for the super chat. Thank you for that super chat. Um, my friend Emily and I had massively different experiences reading them. I fell in line with our genders quite a bit. I couldn't understand the women characters' decisions, and she felt the same way towards the men. Uh, I mean, there's a... It sounds like you are a married couple from Ebudar. <laughs> To, to be to be fair, um, there's a lot of decisions that women make in this book that I'm like, why? Uh, I understand so. the female characters a lot more often than I understand the men. But that's because the ma the male main characters in this book often um, make their decisions based on superpowers I don't get. Whereas the women t don't have like senses that make them behave differently. <laughs> senses? Yeah, like it's hard for me to understand why Matt and Perrin behave the way that they do because I can't really ever fully understand what like Perrin being able to smell emotions is like or what right. Matt having dice um, rattling in his head is like and why those right. influence yes. their decisions. Whereas the female characters are coming at most of their decision making because of their interpersonal relationships, mm -hmm. which as a normal person without superpowers, I can relate to better. Yeah. And so I can understand their point of view and I can understand the decisions they make a lot better and a lot easier than say Perrin or Matt, who sometimes- Matt and his luck, yeah. Yeah, like Matt's luck just kind of leads to situations happening around him the way that he needs. And Perrin, Perrin is, he, he can smell emotions, but he doesn't really understand people very well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so he's always confused by everyone around him. Yeah. He has the most information and the least knowledge of what to do with it, which makes him super interesting, but I don't understand that. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Whereas all the women, um, I get what they're doing. I just think that they're making bad decisions that are leading to the Aes Sedai White Tower just crumbling into a dumpster fire in front of our eyes. Yeah, fair. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, Kevin, welcome to the nerd Let's table. go, Kevin. You're a narg. Thank you You're for, a dang for joining narg. us. Um, <laughs> Ember Eye says, I tried imagining Matt's imaginary dice in the show, and I really hope they don't do it. Can you imagine? Yeah, no. I, if I they, don't like, think... zoom in on his face, and you see, like, dice, like, tumbling. No, 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 no. 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 Oh, nope. flicker, flicker, y'all. Flicker, flicker. Yeah, no, that's, I draw the line there. Chapter 9. A pair of silver bike. I mean, is that, yeah, that's basically... Egwene is in her tent. And she's like, she calls Le Swan and Leanne, and they're like, you can't call us at the same time. And she's like, McGideon's out. And they're like, oh, okay, you can call us at the same time. Yes. Are we totally fucked? Yeah, they get uh, they get a little nervous, which like fair, you know what? That's mm -hmm. that is absolutely fair. I would also be nervous if uh, I had captured a Forsaken and then they had escaped. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and knew where you were, and knew all of your names, and knew how many you were, and... <laughs> yep. Yep. It's not gonna end well. And knew exactly what you knew. Mm. Like, the, the, the most dangerous thing about McGinnian, in my opinion, is that she knows exactly what the Aes Sedai know, and she knows what she hasn't taught them yet. Yes. And so she knows exactly where all of their blind spots are. Yes, she does. And that makes her so dangerous. Mm -hmm. Um... So, uh, we basically learn, um, we, we, we learn that Swan has ferreted out that Sherium and, um, uh, some other members of the White Tower, mm -hmm. or the Little Tower, sent members to the White Tower to spread to lies and deceit. Yes. But they didn't tell anyone. Yep. And so, Egwene kind of has this, um, she has this leverage. Over Shariam. Mm -hmm. Is that this chapter? It might not have been this chapter. Wait, yeah, isn't it? That might have been the next chapter. Um, 
It does not matter. That's one of the things that happens. Uh, another thing that happens in this chapter is that might have been last week. I, I might have. My brain. Guys, the dice are jumbling my brain up. It's fine. Yeah, it all leads into one another. When you have dice like falling over and over and over in your head, uh, it actually messes up with your brain pretty bad physically. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Egwene has uh, Egwene has some leverage over uh, Sherian, which is good. Yeah. This is a very good thing. Um, but she doesn't have leverage over everyone. Nope. In fact, some little shits. She goes for a, a walk. And, uh, and some little shits have leverage over her. Nicola is like, Wow, we uh, w- wouldn't it be crazy if uh, somebody found out that like Nynaeve and Elaine were pretending to be Aes Sedai? And like, I mean, I- I'm sure you didn't do that, but like, I mean, what if? So there's a musical called Kinky Boots, uh-huh. and there's a girl in it called Nicola, and I can't, I can't read this character without thinking of Annalee Ashford, mm-hmm. and Nicola's the worst. Um, and she's the worst here too, and it just cracks me up. I'm like, maybe it's just women named Nicola. It's a cursed name. It's a cursed, cursed name. name. Uh, but yeah, the Nicola and uh, Arena are like, yo, we want to. Uh, but and here's where it gets weird, right? Uh-huh. Is that they're like, we want the opportunity that you guys had, and I'm like, do you, do you know what oppor- like? Are are people aware that Egwene was sent away to hunt, hunt the Black Aja? Yeah, yeah. You want to go fight the Forsaken? I mean, like, sure, go for it. Like, <laughs> she's like, they're holding me back. I know I can be like really good. And Egwene is like, yeah, they're 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 trying to make you not burn out. Have you ever? Yeah. Do you know what it feels like to not be able to touch the power? Um, I did like I did like the touch that Nicola is actually like put, uh, has a lot of potential that she yes. is very powerful in one power. And the foretelling is very fun too. Yeah, it's gonna be. Interesting. Oh, and to be able to like see Taviran, I, I have a feeling that we're not done with Taviran's. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling there's going to be some more Taviran-ness happening in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nicola, Nicola is like, "Hey, Egwene, I I'm swinging a big dick," and Egwene looks at her and like pauses for a moment, and she's like, "Oh, I'm fucked," and she's like, "You know what? I'm the goddamn Amerlin seat. Fucking Amerlin seat. Let's go. You want to go? All right. How do you think that's gonna go? Tell me. It gave um." Um. Uh, oh my God! What is the uh? Hmm? Oh, oh, uh, it, the Dark Knight. Um, there, there's a character in the Dark Knight. Uh, who <laughs> goes to Lucius Fox and goes to Morgan Freeman, and he's like, "I'm pretty sure Bruce Wayne is Batman." And Morgan Fox, or Morgan Fox, Lucius Fox, played by Morgan Freeman, uh, turns him and is like, y- "You want to blackmail a man who's known for going out in the streets at night and?" beating criminals to a pulp with his bare fists. That's a man that you want to threaten. And this gave me that same energy where I was like, you're going to you're going to blackmail the Amerlin seat? Are you are you fucking stupid? Good try. Good try. You know, How did... <laughs> bold. Bold of you, I think. Um you're like, yeah, it, it was great. I I really liked the scene cuz it showed like Egwene gets caught off guard. Yeah. And she's pushed into a corner. Yeah. And she like, doesn't. Nah, she it. doesn't crumple. Yeah. She backbones up, mm-hmm. right? And she's like, "No, no, let me tell you what's about to happen, motherfuckers." Yeah. And she lays down the law, and I was like, "All right, Egwene, let's go." Yeah. No, it was nice to see. I like. I think. I think Egwene is especially. We see a lot of in this section is going to make a really good Emerlin seat. Um, mm. I don't know if I agree with that, but. Well, no. I mean, like she's like, she's she's smart and. Like, she believes that she's doing the right things, and yeah. I, I think that, like, 
I, I think she's going to do her best. And there's not, like, one single person that can, like, save the Aes Sedai. God, they're a fucking mess. But, you know, she's going to she's gonna at least try and steer them towards good, I hope. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. What we learn in this section is that Egwene is changing Aes Sedai culture so much mm-hmm. that I'm not sure the White Tower is going to exist when she's done with it. That's fine. Probably for the better. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I have made clear my opinions about the Aes Sedai culture. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need a... Yeah, that's fine. Fine by me. Go for it, Egwene. But but there is an element of it that's like... I I think that Egwene, with the the swearing fealties, I think that people are going to start swearing fealties to Ramonda and Lelaine. I think that Mm -hmm. there's going to be division within the little tower now. Uh And I think that even if they're able to get the White Tower together and make it whole again, I I think that, like, it will be so different that it will be a different thing. Yeah, oh, God, and it fucking better be because it's a nightmare right now. So I don't know if she'll be a good Amarlin seat because I don't know if, like, the Amarlin seat will be a thing that exists. Fair. All right, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, w- one of the things I found interesting reading this whole chapter, because I was thinking about it, because we um, th- later on we see Anura and we see um, like some of the Aes Sedai in uh, Abu Dar. Yeah. And I was like, oh, are there Aes Sedai in kingdoms around the king uh, around Rainland that are still doing their Aes Sedai job, but like don't know who they report to? Like Anura, right? She's the advisor of the first of Mayin. Do you think that she, like, has chosen Little Tower or White Tower? Or is she just like, I'm going to let them figure it out, and I'm going to stay here and do my job? Yeah, well, I mean, that's what, um, is it Jolene and Jolene, 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 Like, they they know about Aleda, right? And they were, like, sent away. But they're like, you know what? We don't need to hurry. We're just going to stay the fuck right here and let them uh, figure it out. Like, she fully, like... Elena's going to be deposed at some point, so well, let's just wait it out, you know? And that's what I would fucking do. I would oh, get I'm out of there that. and just let shit settle. Yeah. Jolene, Jolene, uh, Jolene, Jolene, don't use the one power on me. Jesus. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. We'll, we'll get to Jolene and Teslin in a bit, uh, but... Uh, I agree with Sex Monkey. It's really hard not to get that song stuck in your head. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. Dolly Parton, one of the greatest songwriters of all time. Yeah. Also, um, Gareth spanks Swan uh, frequently. Mm-hmm. I like made a note of that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I'm like, all right. I see you, Robert Jordan. Yep. Yeah. That's- um. Also, she she lets him. Yeah. Like. Every, she la- and, and and Swan doesn't even like lean away from it. I feel like Swan does things to get spanked. Swan is a brat. Yeah. A hundred percent a brat. Yeah. I will. F- yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think that her and Gareth Bryan end up together, or is that like, is it just not going to happen? Do you think, or or do they run into more gays first, and that makes things complicated for Swan because Gareth Bryan still has a little bit of a. Yeah, I think they're going to run into more gays first. That's going to have to be um, solved. Ooh, what if they don't get to the White Tower? What if they run into the White Cloaks with Morghese? Because they're all headed to Andor at the same time, right? No, they're not headed to Andor. They're headed to Tarvalon to fight them. But they're they're 10 days from... They have to cross Andor. And they're 10 days from Andor right now. So the White Cloaks... If the White Cloaks and the Little Tower are headed towards... They meet in the middle? The White Cloaks are headed up towards Camelin. And the, the Little Tower is headed... 
they're kind of headed the same direction. Yeah, they might run into one another. That would be a crazy fight, right? I hope it's not a fight. Oh, it will be. Well, I'm, uh, you're right. You're right. It's white cloaks, of course. It's, it's the white cloaks in the little tower. They're, they would come to blows. That was that would be awesome. I want that now. Yeah. And then Egwene can be like whipping spells at the white cloaks, and the other Aes Sedai are like, she hasn't taken the three oaths. Yeah. Her, Falane, and Falane and what's her fuck? The the three the two of them just knelt to her. So in that fight, they would be able to use their power on people as well. So the three of them could just be like baddies, just like throwing lightning at the white cloaks. Oh man. And we know that Egwene is happy to throw down with white cloaks because she erupted the earth on them like four books ago. Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the white cloaks are fucked. Oh my god. I, now now this is the fight I want this book. This is the fight we want. Because I don't think they're going to get all the way to Tarvalon in this nut book. No, man. Not unless be, they can find some money. That would be a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, at first I was like, maybe that will be the finale of the book. But yeah, there's so much that can happen along the way and so many people they could run into that maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think Matt comes back and bankrolls? Because um, uh, Gwen keeps complaining about how much money they have. Do you think Matt ends up bankrolling the little tower? Because he wins this giant chest of money in a couple of chapters. Yeah, and Egwene yeah. is talking about needing money so much in the chapters leading up to him winning this big chest of money. And yeah. I was kind of like, are they trying to set up that Matt is about to bankroll the Aes Sedai? Maybe. May- maybe. I don't know. They are starting to realize that they might need him. So, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I, honestly, yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah. I, it didn't cross my mind, but I could, I could see it happening for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's, uh, move on to the next chapter, I think. Oh, also Swan and Egwene, uh, Swan and Leanne have been doing stuff and they haven't found anything yet. Doing stuff? Yeah, both Swan and Leanne in this chapter are like, nothing yet. And Egwene's like, cool, 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 cool. Right, 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 right. Sounds good. Uh, so Egwene goes in to tell a Ranriad in chapter 10, Unseen Eyes. Uh-huh. Uh, and she is, um, <laughs> she briefly considers haunting Nicole and Arena's dreams, which I think is very petty and I kind of love it. She's like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go scare the shit out of them all night and then they won't double cross me. And I was like, that's horrifying. Please stay out of my head. <laughs> um, but she doesn't because she doesn't uh-huh. know their dreams yet. And she, so... Whatever. Yeah, so instead she, like, goes to find Amisa's dream. No, first she um, texts Nynaeve and Egwene. Oh, or, uh, right, Nynaeve right, right. She leaves a voicemail. Yeah, yeah. She's like, hey, guys, Mogadians escaped. Uh, good luck. Uh, Don't come back here. Yeah. Importantly, she's like, do not come back to camp mm-hmm. because Nicole and Arena might fuck the shit up for you. So, like, just stay away for a while. I'll let yeah. you know when it's safe. Yeah, I'll deal with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she goes to meet the Wise ones. Yeah. And which I really loved this scene. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Well done. And and like uh she's like, so the reason I had to leave is because now I'm the ambulance seat. And they're like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> like they're just like, cool. <laughs> yeah. So she uh tells them that they're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you lead the Aes Sedai, great. You should still leave them and come hang out with us. We're we're cool and we love you and we miss you. Yeah, you should leave them. She's like, I can't. Are you sure you should really? You should come back here. Nah, I I can't. I really can't. Uh, And so the Aes Sedai reveal to her that Rand has been, um, has, has, that Marana has arrived. Yeah. 
and that Rand is fine. And uh, Gwen is like, okay, what's going on with them? Nothing. Y- yeah. Nothing. Yeah, they don't say much of Which anything. Which is confusing to me because I don't know when this is. Me neither. Like, and has, I didn't like that. Yeah, I was like, did Dumai's Wells already happen? Yeah. Is Rand in the middle of being captured or is it right before he's been captured? Like the the timing of that, I I also was not sure on. So I didn't know how much they were keeping from her. Do you think they're keeping it from her because she, they they don't want to tell her or do you think that they're keeping it from her because they because she's an Amarlin seat who doesn't really have power, right? Like, they know that she's basically been raised up because she's young and inexperienced. They, they, they say as much, right? Mm-hmm. That she's a pawn or whatever. Do you think that they're worried that what they say is not for her ears but rather for the other Aes Sedai and that, like, there's a level of trust they can't have with her anymore because they don't really know her place among her new system? No, I don't think it's that. I think, if anything, it's that Rand said, like, Rand is been very particular with information that can't be shared. That's true. Yeah, he has. That that would be my guess. And like like it, it's mentioned twice like hey, come back here where it's like we like maybe we can't like say what's happening. Mm-hmm. But if you find it out it was just odd to me that it was mentioned more than once. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I, uh, yeah. I No, I, I agree with you. I found the, the talking around what's going on here was a little frustrating to me. I found it to be a little bit like, be, because, well, because they started to mess around with time in terms of, like, forward motion with yeah. the epilogue and then going back to before the epilogue. Yeah. I think that this happens after Dumai's Wells. I think so as well. But I'm just not sure. Yeah. Because Mogadine was escaping was, like, at the very, very end of the last book, which to me makes it seem like... It no, happened. it has to be after Dumai's Falls. Yeah, Because right? when the merchants come down later, they've already heard about Rand leaving. And so that must True. be... That that would have taken, like, two months to get there. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. So so it must be after. It must be so after. They're just being they're just being weirdly obstinate with her. Yes, I, I do kind of wish I had a better idea of when things were happening right now. Yeah. Because because the storylines are so far apart, it, it, I, I sometimes just, I just wish I had a little bit more clarity on like when we are. Yeah, I, I, I agree about that for sure. Yeah. Um, I also love when Egwene is like, I would rather that Amis respect me over the, the hall. And I was like, girl, I, I feel you. Yeah. Amis is pretty cool. I, uh, I, I appreciated that. Yeah, no, that's true. Like, Egwene's kind of like, God, the people that I am surrounded with and that I have to deal with are the fucking worst. Mm-hmm. I want to go back. She's like, I would rather deal with Soralia than I would the, the yeah, sitters yeah, yeah, of the Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so seeing, and a lot of people are saying they're, um, they're, they never met Marana until Dumai's Wells. Well, some, but some of the wise ones met Marana in Camelin. But I guess they, they, she's now in Kyrian. And she didn't get to Kyrian because she went boom, boom to Kyrian. That makes sense. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, no, you guys are right. You guys are right. Yeah, it just wasn't... Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, cool. Jeff Dennis says, well, Rand leaving a city isn't really a tell because he travels between cities constantly. That's true. Something that Egwene can do, but doesn't. Yeah. This slow march across all of Randland, I'm like, doesn't... I know they need to, like, pick up soldiers along the way, but with their ability to travel, I'm like, you guys can get a lot more done. They're like, we don't have any food. And I'm like, it's almost like you could 
teleport anywhere and bring food back. And not even, like, teleport to places that you know. There's, like, Egwene is like, I, there's this thing called skimming. Um, and it's <laughs> it's one of those things where you're like, oh, so so you can just literally go anywhere. I'm surprised they haven't, like, just had one of the sisters who knows the White Tower really well teleport in and steal their money and leave. No, but, like, look, look, yeah. there, there's got to be, like, a vault or something that one of the sisters knows where it is. There's probably not a person in there that they're afraid of killing. I mean... So why don't they just teleport in and steal money from there? I don't know. Maybe the White Tower is, like... Don't you fucking Hogwarts this shit. What? Do not tell me that the White Tower has, like, anti tra- Well, no, I just shit. mean, like, maybe there is magic in the White Tower that, like, nobody remembers. It, you, you can't. There can't be. Too many Forsaken have been popping in and out of that place like that's fair, crazy yeah. that's fair, for that's me fair. to buy that at this point. Yeah, it would be such it would be such a leap after we've seen Lanfear be able to get into any room of that White yeah, Tower. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, no, that's that's valid. Unless she like teleports to the front door and walks in constantly, right? A little sus. No, there, there's got to be a there, there. There's got you can't. It would be weird to set that up now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I... Hogwarts sets it up immediately, which is why it works. Yes, most of the time. Um, (laughs) Also, would you risk revealing your biggest advantage where your enemy could learn it to steal money? Yes. Uh, How would they learn it? Well, if anyone watches them, like, weave the escape teleport... If there is someone currently in the vault when they teleport in, I guess... I would also say you could just kill that person, but... They're going to war. They're they're okay. Here's my problem. They are behaving as if they are going to bring an army across the entirety of Randland and then have a polite conversation. So much so that Gareth Bryan, next chapter, we'll get to it in a second because we have a prophecy to get to. But yeah. Gareth Bryan was like, "Hey, like we're gonna go to war soon," and Egwene is like, "Oh, that's right. I totally fucking forgot we were going to war." I feel like Egwene hopes that like showing up to Tarvalon with the strength and numbers that they have will turn. Some of the Aes Sedai that are with Aleda towards her. Yeah, you know what? You're right. The Aes Sedai in any given situation tend to lead towards... If I was in Egwene's situation, I'd be like, I would like to kill as few people as possible. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. What? I I would like to kill as few people as possible, too. But I wouldn't be going into the situation like, what? We're going to be fighting them? No. I mean, well, no. She she knows. She's just she's dealing with a lot. Okay. I know, but there there was there was a little bit of that chapter. Where I was like, Egwene, like, come on. Yeah, she's only eighteen. Remember, <laughs> she's a literal child. Uh, Hastia Alderhaman says, "Haha, nerdy has such a hate boner for Isodai, and I'm here for it." Uh, you know not what? Without, yeah. Not without good reason. That's the thing. Here's the thing. I didn't. I was pretty pro Sedai for a lot of this podcast. Yeah. And I'm not anymore. I I just can't stand them. And all of their problems, literally, like, the world could end because the Sedai fumbled the bag so hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why, like, I agree with you. Like, I don't think that the White Tower exists after this, at least not in the same way. Mm-hmm. So uh, after she meets with the Aes Sedai, uh, she briefly um, uh, considers going and having a night of hot, steamy dream sex with mm-hmm. her boy toy, Gahuin. But uh, rather than do that, she does something we did not know that she could do. We learned that Egwene has a new skill where she can lie there and just, like, watch prophecies all night. So, yes. So she has learned to filter through her dreams. 
where she, like, watches her dreams as, like, a montage in front of her and is like, nope, that one's not important. Oh, that one might be useful. I'll mm-hmm. remember that one for later. Oh, no, this is boring. Nope, next. Yeah, she has prophecy TV. <laughs> prophecy TV. But it's, like, cable. It's not like Netflix. She can't choose what she watched next. Of course, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just whatever plays next. It's just whatever plays next. Uh, so for those of you who are younger, um, back before Netflix, you used to have to just watch TV whatever show they told you was going to be on. And you ha- you didn't really get much choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they invented more channels. And so once, like, satellite television came out, there were more channels. But when I was a kid, there was, like, 12. <laughs> was, no, we are, we're not that. No. I know, old, I know, but, I know. But it's just still funny. <laughs> like, I remember, I, like, remember when we got, like, satellite. And mm-hmm. I was like, wait, what? I yeah. can watch just a sports channel all day? A sports they have they have twenty four seven sports, but no one's playing sports now. Why are they showing it? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, uh, Colonel Sanders. She has YouTube, but she uh, doesn't. She her mouse um, died, so uh, it just is on autoplay. She's just oh, auto it's play whatever. YouTube. It's play whatever's next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh-huh. but uh, we we have a we have a whole page of uh, just prophecies here. Pretty much, um, yeah. Matt on a, a hilltop watching a grand illuminator's display of fireworks. That one's fun because we he, in, later on in this chapter, he's like, I want to meet an illuminator. Well, he, um, he's already met one, so I wonder if it will be Eludra or if she's, like, coming back later? I don't think she's anywhere near where they are right now. I don't know. They've been out of that circus for a while, so. So Matt reaches up into the air and grabs a firework out of the sky. What do you think that means? Uh, he's gonna blow a man-sized hole through the wall. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that We is. were on the Wheel Reads podcast, and the military man from the bunker was like, yeah, he, that probably wouldn't work. And so I feel vindicated. He did not say that. Yeah, he did. What? Because there's two points of entry for the force to go out. You wouldn't do as much damage as you think. Um, nah, got someone clip it, please. I, I, I don't think that that happened. He's I opening call a company called Matt's Manholes. Um, uh, the, she knows that men will die because of this and the world will change, but the world was changing. So Matt, Matt's going to grab a firework and kill a bunch of people with it. Mm. That checks out. Do you think that Matt is like, do you think that this is going to be like Mulan and this is going to be like the first use of gunpowder? Oh my God. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Could you imagine Matt invents the gunslinger class in D&D? He's, a, he's the first artificer. Uh, that would be great, actually. Um, and so it's it's like um, they, they'll have the better tech, and so they just win. That yeah. would be fun. I would like it if Matt created guns. Yeah. Like Matt gets back to the school that Rand made, and he creates guns. <laughs> and they create, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely, 100%. I could totally see that happening. <laughs> Uh, second vision, straps at waist and shoulder held her tightly to the block, and the headsman's axe descended, but she knew that somewhere someone was running, and if they ran fast enough, the axe would stop, Mm -hmm. if not. Run, Joey, run. Uh, who do you think that is? (laughs) I don't know, could be anything. That is the biggest, (laughs) somewhere she knew someone was running, like, okay. Yeah. I, I, running, I don't know. Running makes it seem like it might be an Aiel. Like maybe Avienda saves her. Arr. 
RRR, that's a good one. Yeah. The, the, I'm, I'm like grasping here, but that's the only thing that I can think of. Why do you think, uh, why do you think her head's going to be under a headsman's axe? Oh my God. Well, there's many reasons. <laughs> uh, why wouldn't a Gwen's head be under a headsman's axe? Yes, I think that that list is shorter, to be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it could be so many things. I, it's hard to speculate. Okay, fair. Um, next is Loghain, laughing, stepped across something on the ground and mounted a black stone. When she looked down, she thought it was Rand's body he had stepped over, laid out on a funeral bier with his hands crossed at his breast, but not under because he's a man. If it was a woman, he'd be, they'd be crossed they'd be under, under his breast. under his breast, yeah, that's yeah, pushing him up so that mm -hmm. he's got nice cleavage even though he's dead. Uh, but when she touched his face, it broke apart like a paper puppet. A paper puppet. Paper puppet. Uh, sorry, there was a black stone that... Yeah, so in the movie Warcraft 2016, oh Lothar the King and Duratan meet at the black stone. So I think that this is going to be a reference to the 2016 Warcraft movie that came out 20 years after this book was published. Yes, 100%. I think that you're absolutely correct. Um, the whole puppet thing is, is, is strange to me because that's exactly what Rand doesn't want to be, but maybe that's exactly why he becomes one. I, I think I know what this is. Okay. So Rand is going to learn the Naruto move where he creates shadow clones of himself and Loghain is going to kill Rand and think that he's killed Rand, but it's not Rand. It's like a, ma a one power manifestation. Because we've already seen that Rand has had to fight mirror images of himself through the, um, when the Dark One farts on him, right? <laughs> so I think that Rand is going to take a Dark One fart and be like, ooh, I can do that. And he's going to weave a, like, fake him. And Logan is going to kill fake him, think that he's won, and turn around and real Rand is going to be there. Why are you, why, that's not crazy. That's a good, that's a good idea. <laughs> nah, I love it. I'm here for it. Right? Because that's, it, it's a right. paper puppet. It's not, he, he, I think that this fake Rand will die. Uh -huh. But it, when she touches his face, it falls apart like a paper puppet because it's not real. It's like a, it's like a magic Rand that Rand creates with like earth and fire. Huh. Okay. Why not? If the dark one can make it, then why wouldn't Rand be able to, right? Because the Dark One is just, used, like, it's all, like, the same stuff. I, I, I guess so. I, I can't say that that crossed my mind, but here we are. Um, I'm just saying, Rand had to fight, like, 19 versions of himself during that one fart. And I, I think it, this makes sense. If you, could, if you could create a fake version of yourself, would you have sex with it? No, I already told you this. Why? Because I don't know. I don't want to know what my face looks like. If okay, if you were blindfolded, would you be down? Like if it was all just like feel and sound. Then I would have to know what I sound like. I don't want to know. <laughs> I, I know I, you would. I but... want to make a joke so bad. Oh, I'm sure you do. You're just biting through your tongue. You're just like, I don't want to know what it looks like, and I don't want to know what I sound like, but there's we have so many videos. That I don't watch. <laughs> Mostly. I... <laughs> there it is. Uh, no, I'm too self-conscious. I cannot. All right, moving so... on. I think that my I think that my I think that I'm right here. Um a golden hawk, this is the next prophecy. A golden hawk stretched out its wings and touched her. 
and she and the hawk were tied together somehow. All she knew was that the hawk was a female. Yes. A man lay dying in a narrow bed. This is a really Bear dark Lane. night of dreams. Bear, Bear Lane is the hawk. You think so? Yeah, the hawk trying to put the chain on him. The, that's her, like, sigil, right? Remember, no, no, but do you think it's the same hawk? I feel like the hawk has to be symbolic towards one thing. If the hawk is symbolic towards two different people, that's going to be very confusing. Um, a dark man held an object in his hand that shone so brightly she could not see what it was. Do you think that that's an Angriel? Or maybe the, like, man collar? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Why would that shine brightly, though? No, it was so dark. No, the, the, the object in his hand, a dark man, young man, held an object in his hand that shone so brightly. Oh, she could not sorry, see I did not hear that properly. An object that shone so brightly. Because isn't that, isn't that what they say about when Rand is talking about the um the little stone that connects to the big statue? Yeah. That there's so much Sidar in it that it, like, is blinding? Yeah, yeah. So I think that could be what he's holding there. Um, A golden hawk. I, I don't remember Berlain ever being referred to as a golden hawk. Gold? Maybe not, but Maybe like, it's Anura. Maybe it's Berlain's, because she's the, like, she's an Aes Sedai, so they're tied together through that. Mm-hmm. And she's the Aes Sedai of the Hawk people. Maybe there's going to be something to do with the First of Maine. Are there other Hawks? I don't think so. We'll find out. And uh, she doesn't get a good night's sleep because she does this all night. <laughs> I wouldn't either. I never wake up feeling well-rested when I can remember my dreams. You're never rested. Th- that's exactly you what I mean. You say that you're tired every single day. <laughs> yes. I am tired. <laughs> you could sleep for 80 hours, and you'd be like, I'm I'm just, didn't get enough sleep last night. Probably. But I, you're not wrong. Um, Chapter 11, A Crown of Swords. This one is called An Oath. This is where shit gets, this, this got wild to me. Yo, what happened in chat? Monkeys deleting messages like crazy. No spoilers. Um, so, <laughs> Mary shows up to Agoyne's tent and is like, you wanted me to wake you up. And uh-huh. Agoyne's like, I fucking hate this woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Agoyne hates her handmaid, except Chisa. Chisa's great. But yeah. like the other two, so much. Well, because Romana and Lelaine put them there and she's like just annoyed by it. I get that. Like, but also, can I even trust these people? Like, her their their names are like Chisa, so cheese, cheese. Um, it's Mary. What's the other one? The third one. Her name also sounds like food. I was making this joke last night. Yeah, and I forgot it. I forgot what it was. Uh, who's the third? Salami. Salami. Yeah, we've got we've got salami and cheese over here. Yeah, putting on Egwene's clothes. It's a really good charcuterie board. <laughs> And romaine lettuce are the two people that put them in there. You know, it's just, this is a fucking weird salad bar. In the salad, salad bar. bar. <laughs> God, I hate it. I really feel like Robert Jordan started to get really hungry reading these books. Uh-huh. And he was just like, eh, this one's salami and this one's cheese. Uh-huh. Fuck it. Yeah. They'll never know. He was I'll change hungry. one letter and they'll never know. <laughs> um. So then uh, she goes back to her, her study tent. Which is different from her tent. Yeah, because when you the Amerlin, you get two tents. Yeah. And which is cool. A spicy cup of coal. Uh, and so Faulane and Theodrin are there. Yeah. And Faulane's like, you have to know. I don't like you. Well, no, but first she's like, I I can lie because I have not sworn the three oaths. Correct. So before I tell you what I want to say, I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you something that will prove that I can that I'm being honest. 
fuck you. Yeah. She's like, you suck. Get wrecked. <laughs> and Egwene's like, okay. Did, did you just come here to tell me you don't like me? That's fine. I don't care. But like, Yeah, she's like, cool. Are you sure? Uh, and then... Um, Why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> they uh, uh, they are like, yo, Romanda and Lelaine want us to be in their little cheer squads, but we want to be on your cheer squad. Yeah, she's like, you're the Amerlin. And like, yeah. I, I actually loved this because it was like, you know, if... if if we're not here for the ambulance, like if 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 we start to scheme and fall apart, yeah, that's 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 where it all ends, right? And so you are the ambulance. You've been trusted to be the ambulance, and I may not like you, but like I I I'm here to work with you and to make this work because if if we crumble, like I'm sure she realizes that if they start crumbling from the inside out, they're doomed. Right? It is crazy how much better behave not behave that's the wrong word how how much more um intelligent these two non-Aes Sedai non-full Aes Sedai women are behaving compared to all the Aes Sedai yes it's almost like the Aes Sedai structure corrupts these women to I be think, awful I think when you swear on the oath rod it just makes you an asshole because Faulane and Theodron are like hey uh, things are tough and we don't like you but we we know what the right thing to do is and you're like this is this is this is wholesome I mean, and Theodron doesn't hate Egwene, but Faelain does. Oh, sure, but like th- this is this is them doing the right thing. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I never see. I said, I doing the right thing. This is so nice. Yeah. Well, and Faelain like could have stayed with Aleda, right? Could have oh, been like, yeah, yeah, fuck those guys. But they could have like, they could have teamed up with Ramonda or Lelaine, yeah. right? She's a very strong sense of like what is right and what is wrong, and I love to see that. And it's, it makes her way more interesting than her just being that one asshole I said I that 100%. like you know she's like I don't like you guys does I, it doesn't matter that's not what's important here and I'm like finally people like you, how much smarter would Ramonda and Lelaine be if they weren't actively trying to oppose the other person just just to oppose them for the sake of of them not getting what they wanted. Well, and that's why I go back to my complaint that I don't know what either of them's opinion on anything is. Yeah. Because now it's like there's these two people who are against each other on issues. Yes. I guess. Now, we do see them agree on one thing, at least in this section, which is we fine. We only but see them agree on things. <laughs> all, I guess. all of their opposition to each other is stuff that we are told happens, but that's we true. never see. That's true. We're we told only about see it. them agree with each other. We're told about it so that Elaine can, or Egwene can use that against them. Yes. But yeah, when actually, whenever we see them, they actually are like usually on the same page. They're just like really upset about it. Yeah. Uh, um, but Falane Fal- and Theodrin, uh, they get down on their knees, giggity, and we'll talk about this more in Smut Corner. Um, <laughs> they they swear a very, very strong oath yeah. to Egwene. And Egwene is like, that doesn't happen. But like, yeah, I'll allow it. And then Faulane is like, I'm sorry that I told you that I hate you. What is my punishment? And Egwene's like... Are you an Aiel? <laughs> well, no, but Egwene's like, not that, that you're allowed to not like me. Yeah. I'm not... I don't demand love. You have to do what I say. I'm the Emerald Seat, but you don't have to like me. Yeah. And I was like, Egwene, where... Where did all this character development come from? Let's go. Egwene just needed Swan to like whip her into shape a little bit. Yeah. And suddenly Egwene's doing shit that I'm like, what? <laughs> I hated you two books ago <laughs> and now you're behaving like an adult. All the adults in these scenes are behaving like children. Yes. But these three 18-year-old girls uh-huh. are behaving like adults. And I very much liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. It was nice to see. I was like, oh, there's hope. 
the elder generations have fucked up, yes. but there's hope for the future in the youths. And it's the same way I feel about Gen Z. <laughs> you guys got this. The baby boomers screwed us all, but Gen Z's gonna fix shit. Please, please. Lord knows I don't have the energy to. I'm old. Um. <laughs> so. Oh man. So yeah. So they swear, and then uh, and then they they peace out. And, and then Morel um, shows up. Yeah. Guys, my friends, mm-hmm. book clubbers. Oh no! Wait, we do find out. That they they were like, oh yeah, the only person we saw around Mogadian's tent was Halima, but that's weird. That doesn't make yeah. any sense at all. But but and also Halima's and like an assistant, so her being around doesn't really mean anything to them, right? Yes. Um, Morel's back, which means we finally get to go for a little horsey ride. Yes, Gareth Bryan is like, hey, uh, Emerlyn, I gotta show you something, and mm-hmm. um. Uh, Morel is like, I'm just gonna sneak away. And she's like, nope, don't you fucking move. But Delana, there's so much going on here, right? Because this, yeah, this scene was a clusterfuck. I was like, what? So Ramana and Elaine show up because. Yeah. Well, so Gareth Bryan shows up to talk to Egwene because he needs to take her to see something. He needs to show her something in person. Then Ramana and Elaine show up and they're like, stop. In the name of love. No, no. But so they're like, we need to talk they're to like, her. So they create yeah. a little speech bubble. Yes. Um, speech bubble. And. Morel's there, like, waiting, because Egwene's like, I need to speak with you, woman. Uh, and Don't then Roman and Elena are like, Delana mm-hmm. wants to accuse Aleda of being a dark friend, which mm-hmm. is hilarious because Delana is a dark friend. Yes. Um, and yes. so is Alvieran. Yep. And so she's like, we're going to say that Aleda is Black Aja. And Ramonda and Lane are like, this is a this bad is idea. A bad idea. Let's not do this. Even though I hate you and I don't agree with you on anything else. But this one thing I agree with you on. To which Lelaine is like, yeah, but also Ramonda wants to torture us until we can be proven to not be dark friends, which is a terrible plan. Yeah. And Ramonda's like, you can torture me first. And I'm like, that's not the point. Yeah. Ramanda is uh, harsh. Yes, um, but also torture is uh, bad. I, yeah, I, I torture it, it doesn't work. Well, literally, like it's bad. One isn't it, uh, Lilith? Who's like, what are you like a, a white cloak questioner? Yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah. is that what we're doing right now? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Lilith knows what's up. I was like, this is a terrible idea. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with her. Yeah, so I hate the Aes Sedai. Um, I am LaShocked. Am I going to be a white cloak by the end of these books? No. No. They walk around the countryside. They're they're literally inciting violence and saying that it's the Dragon Reborn. They're, like, murdering people just for the sake of murdering them so they don't have to deal with them on the road. A hundred percent. So, no, you're not going to be white cloak. But, like, fuck the Aes Sedai. God. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I don't know you. Mike McGarty says, book cloak. Uh, let's see what happens when season two comes out. Um, we shall see. Here, can I can I say something? If you have a television show that you have made and there are people online who are shitting on it, just don't comment on them. Don't give them a cute name. Don't try and say that it's because they're sexist or racist. Just, just, just don't comment on them. But like the, the worst thing Rafe Judkins did for his own sake, and I'm a fan of the show. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm, I am. 
Yeah. I like the first seven episodes a lot. I don't like the finale, but like whatever, COVID. Yeah. I'm so excited for season two. Yeah. Don't call the people who don't like what you did book cloaks. Don't give them a name. Don't give them anything to rally around because yeah. it gives them something to rally around. It's a mistake that he made, right? Yeah. Like, and, and this is not me shitting on Rafe Judkins, right? But like, don't. Amazon's doing the same thing with Rings of Power, yeah. and they're trying to be like, oh no, criticism of our show is in bad faith. And it's it's and there is bad faith criticism, right? Yes, it, there are hundred percent is exist for sure. But like, don't don't just ignore it. Yes, don't talk about it. Yes, every time you talk about it, it gets bigger. Yes, and the showrunners that realize that don't have to talk about the negativity all the time, mm-hmm. and the showrunners that don't. All they do in interviews after a while is just talk about the negativity, mm-hmm. and it doesn't benefit them. Yeah. Just don't bring it up. Yeah. Ignore them. I agree. Don't ignore the racism. I'm very glad that, like, Star Wars is calling out racism. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, for like, sure. giving, giving the... But giving them a cute nickname a, and making yeah. a thing out of it is usually a bad idea. The people who don't like my short book cloaks, is it, it, it just breeds... It breeds something that you don't want to deal with. Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing a lot with Rings of Power right now, and I'm like, just stop talking about it. <laughs> stop, yeah. stop talking about the negativity. It just hurts you. It just makes it worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Um, but uh, yes. Yeah, so, so basically, what happens is Egwene goes off with Gareth, Brian, and Morel. Yeah. Because we we covered what <laughs> no, she, that Ramonda is. Ramonda and Lynn are like, what are you gonna do about it? And she's like, how about you tell me what to do, and yeah. I'll deal with it later. And they're like, oh, okay. Also, they almost come to blows in the street. Yeah. Lelaine and Ramonda both have a lackey, and the four of them are, like, staring at each other. And Egwene's like, I'm going to go. There's a lot of (laughs) sexual tension there, and they just, they they both need some good cunnilingus, and I think they would get along just fine. I think that this is a problem of all of the, like, strap-on reals are in the White Tower, so they haven't had access to their sex toys for months. Right, because Elaine wasn't focusing on the the, uh, sex toys. She was focusing on the dream rings, which, like, you know, priorities, I get that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, everyone's a little pent up. Uh, And so Gareth Bryan's like, all right, we're going on an adventure. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So Gareth Bryan... Rides them, like, a few miles to a merchant caravan that is spreading the news that Rand has run away with the, um... To, with Elena, to the, to the White yeah, Tower. to swear fealty. Do you think that Gareth Bryan needed to, to ride Egwene out there to tell her this? Uh, he didn't do it to show her. He did it to gauge her reaction to what's ha- happening with the army and the countryside and the merchants and the, like, little folk, basically, like... Um, because okay, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. because he then gives her the army. He's he, that entire yeah. sequence is him measuring her up, um, which he can't. I, I think that he's at the disadvantage if he tries to do that in her tent when she's surrounded by advisors and such. Like I think that this was the best way that he knew how to do it, um, and I think it was really smart of him. And I think that he judged uh, Egwene to be worthy, which is great. This is a good sign because um, he basically says that like, you, you, yeah, you've got my army. I know I, like, promised that to, like, share him, but, like, you are the Amarillan seat. <laughs> oh, 100%. No, I, I agree with what you're saying. It, it was just funny to me when they do, because that, they, they, that part finishes, and then they get there, and he's like, look, merchants. And I was like, if I was going to have been like, this could have been an email. Like, it, I'm glad that he had this his. could have been an email. I'm yeah, glad yeah. he had his subtext for it. Yes, but from Egwene's point of view, she's like. 
Why? Okay, sure. But like, if I was a Gwen, I, I wish that in the text, a Gwen had been like, oh, this had nothing to do with this. Like, I wish that Egwene had realized no, that. No, she notices. She's like, oh, no, he just gave me the army. No, no, she notices that part. But I wish that when she got there, I just wish the book had acknowledged a little bit of a, like, oh, this was all subterfuge, because this is... Yeah, 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 I did not need to see this. It's a merchant caravan. Yeah. Um, it's And I, the subterfuge is cool, and I love the scene between me and Gareth Bryant. Like, I'm not... Or her and Gareth Bryant. I'm not sad that that happened. I just... When they did get over the hill, and he's like, there are some merchants, I was like, that's it? <laughs> Egwene needed to see, uh, okay, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I, yeah, and he wanted a conversation. I totally get that. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not. I don't not understand what's happening here. <laughs> it was just really funny that at the end, they rode for miles. Yes. Literal miles. It and took he's the like, whole morning. There's some merchants. <laughs> She's like, yes. Cool, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> Great. I, lo- I love that for me. Yeah, I think he was like kind of clueing her in, but yeah, there wasn't like a aha moment. Well, it's just, I, I thought it was, because the last time we had a scene like this, um, it was Matt being pulled to the Tinker caravan that had been ripped apart. Oh, and, and so my expectation of what they were going to get to was so high. It was high. like a massacre. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so when they get there and he's like, merchants with rumors, I was just kind of like... <laughs> like, okay, okay. Oh, oh, yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> it's like a two-year-old that needs to show you something. <laughs> yes. You have to come see... No, come look, come look. That's a, that's a doll. Yeah, look at the doll. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it was very it was it was very like calculated. He did it for a reason, but yes, the, the Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. You know, <clears throat> what he had to show her was not actually that important. I was just getting excited. The whole way they're like walking, I was like, like Ooh, what are they going to find? It's like 7 miles away. Like it's going to be something important. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then it's like the least important the the end of the scene is the least important part of the scene, which yes, is Yes, it which, is the journey. Which is a lesson. It's about the journey, not the, the destination. Journey. Yes. My brain was so focused on the destination that when we got there, I was like yeah, okay, you could have told her that anywhere. Uh, yeah. Um, but we find out that, uh, yeah, so there's this rumor, and Gareth Bryan is like, look, there's nothing I can do. That rumor's making it into my camp. Yes. And Egwene is and like... She's like, oh, shit. Okay, what if I send six I said I to tell them that it's not true? Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. What if we make a declaration... Of independence. Yes. So that in 200 and... In 400 years, Nicolas Cage can steal it. Exactly. It's <clears> all <throat> set up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then at that point, um, uh, at that point, they're like, all right, Gareth, we'll, uh, see you later. Please come see me at my tent. And, uh, they, they head off. Swan is like, hey, oh, Morel. But before we get to that. Oh, no, what? Gareth Bryan's like, anytime. <laughs> you, you just, I will come to you whenever you want, Egwene. <laughs> he does not do that. Yeah, he does. He's like, anytime. No. I, I, you know what? I'll, I'll see you later this afternoon, he's, and then whenever you want me. He's looking at Swan when that happens, Okay. I, I, I think Gareth Bryan is like, look, I've heard these Aiel women have threesomes, and so... No! No! He's like three times Egwene's age. Literally. <laughs> no! So Lan is like four times um, Nynaeve's age. It's, no, he's not 80. Okay, no, he's not 80, but he's like 60. Do the warders get extended life like the Aes Sedai? I guess they must. Oh, I don't know. Have if a warder dies, yeah, they must, right? Because if a warder dies, it like ruins the ice that I. Yeah, yeah. So there's no way that they that they oh. have a normal lifespan. I wonder how often warders die of natural causes. Natural causes. Never. Yeah. Never. A warder dying of natural causes, co- unless they belong to like a brown? Never. Stormy says Lan is 45. Yeah, I thought he was like that's around That's not that there. bad. Yeah, that's fine. It's only twice her life. 
eight. Um, if he was too much older, he'd like. Well, no, he has superpowers because he's a warder. Doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, let's talk about Lan. Uh, Gareth Bryan rides back to his boys. Yeah, and um, Swan is like, "All right, we're going this way." We almost got Talmains in this chapter. Almost. Um, almost got some more Talmains time. Oh, right, because Gareth is like, "Yeah, I've been talking to the band of the Red Hand," and Morella's like, "Treason, treason, no!" And 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 Green is like, "Okay, maybe best not to talk to him again, but like, it's fine. Can you calm?" She's can, like, "Calm the fuck down." Can Morel. I? Can I say though why? Why what? Why not talk to him? Uh, because they see... So Morel, her her opinion is yes. that the Band of the Red Hand is roaming around the countryside murdering and pillaging people in the name of the Dragon Reborn, right? The Dragon's Horn sure. are associated with the Band of the Red Hand even though they are not the same people. Sure. Okay. And so she sees them as like brigands and terrible people and okay. Gareth Bryan is just like casually like hanging out with them like... That can be seen so, as treason. you have two armies side by side. Uh-huh. One of whom you think is reckless and, yes. and, and, and dangerous. Yes. And you have open dialogue with that army to stop them from fighting you. This is why Egwene tells her to shut the fuck up. And, no, but, but then Egwene is like, but yeah, it's probably best that you stop talking to them. No, 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 no. It's it is because, best that you guys talk like every couple of days it's because of so how that you it don't looks. fight each other. It's, be, it's because of how it looks, oh, right? Oh, no, they no. need to be sending messengers to one they another? They need to part. No, no. They need to get on their horses, five, five and five. They need to ride to the middle. Parley. And they need to parlay. No, but they do. Yeah. But like the idea that these two armies are going to walk side by side for days and not talk to each other is crazy. The problem with it is just rumors, right? And also, I but don't think don't that do Egwene... But then don't do it in rumors. I also Have don't it be think... official conversations that everyone sees the two parties ride to. But Egwene doesn't want people to know that Matt isn't there. What do you mean? Egwene doesn't want people to know that Matt is in Ebu Dok. But everyone saw him leave. Why, why, how could she keep... She's not keeping that secret. I thought that that was a secret. They, they, they showed that, them off through the gateway in, like, the middle of town. <laughs> Anyone who wants to know Matt left, could, like, that that rumor would have spread forever ago. It wasn't, like, some big, like, secret processional. They just, like, opened a gateway and they left. There were a bunch of people there. Oh. Okay. For some reason, I thought that it was, like, a, like, under-the-table kind of thing. Well, no, but and but also like the soldiers in the red hand, and the soldiers in the two armies are going to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. You can't keep those that many people from like everyone knows Matt's not there. Do they? Gareth Bryan is talking. Wouldn't talk to Tall Mains if Matt was there. He talked to Matt. I, I I don't think it's some big secret, right? Yeah. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's is it treason? No, it's silly. But like oh no, Morel's being rude. Ridiculous. Yeah, but Morel's also sweating right now because yeah, yeah, she's, she's like, fucked. she is anxious as fuck. And so, uh, and we're about to find out why. And we're going to find out that Swan is dastardly and I love her. I uh-huh. hate the Aes Sedai, but God damn it, do I love Swan Sancha. Uh, Swan is she's like, cool. all right, I'm going to lead. And she gets to like, as far as her knowledge goes, and she goes, you know what? This is going to go better for you if you cooperate. How about you show us where it is? Yeah. So smart. Big brain swan. And this whole time I couldn't help but thinking, oh, I don't want to say that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil anything about House of the Dragon. Because I don't know if people here have seen it. No, so no. I'm going to keep that to myself. Yeah. Um, don't, yeah no but spoilers. I was, there, there was a parallel there. Um, so Swan uh, takes, uh, gets back with Egwene and Morel leads them into a secret forest <laughs> at the bottom of a hill. Yeah. 
And uh, so uh, Egwene has no fucking clue what's going on. She's like, I'm going I'm to be so quiet. I'm so confused, but okay. And I'm going to wait. She's like, wow, Morella's sweating. And then Nisau is there. And Nicola. And Irena. Irena. I can't, I don't know how to And Egwene uh, is like, what the fuck is going on? This is weird. And then out comes Landman Dragorin. Mandragorin. The hottie with the best body. The, the man of the sword, the, the king of the blight, the, the true hero of Randland, Landman Dragoran comes out and he starts doing his exercises and he's just like doing some sword shit and Nicola and Arena get wet so fast. <laughs> There's just a puddle underneath Arena when she stands up. It's crazy. It's wild. And we find out that um, everyone, everyone here kind of knows that they just passed the bond to Morel. Like it's not like... A well, big yeah, reveal they... to everyone except Egwene. No, Swan doesn't know. She kind of does, though. No, and she knows she gets what it upset. is, right? Like she at least knows she she's familiar with the idea of it. Whereas oh, Egwene is like, wait, what? Is that's, like, yeah, should I answer thing? it? Sh- go for it. Hello. Hello. All right. Have a good day. Bye. My favorite is when they're like, I think I have the wrong number. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, um, so, yeah. What's she doing? Ooh. A business inquiry? Here's the thing. What? Anyways. No, but it's another VPN. I think we have to choose which VPN we want to take money from. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Chat, uh, if you if you have a favorite VPN, throw it in the chat right now so I can see Let something. Let us know. If you have a favorite VPN. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they show up and uh, they're like, yes, so the uh, Moraine gave me Lan's bond. And Swan is like, that's fucking atrocious. You deserve to be flogged. Um, <laughs> you the worst. Uh, and Nissa was like, I cannot believe you fucking dragged me into this. But we do find out something very interesting. Yes. Which we know how much the Aes Sedai suffers when her warder dies, right? We now get to see the opposite side of this of how much the warder suffers when uh, their Aes Sedai yeah, it's dies. awful. Basically, you waste away and you die. Um, it is like a literal sickness of the mind, uh, which is why Nisau is there. She's, she's interested in studying it and potentially maybe curbing it. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. Morel is like, I'm the only person in the last, what, several hundred years? Yes. Yeah. I'm the only person who has ever saved warders from More than one. More than one. Yes. Yeah. She saved two. Yes. Uh, which like, honestly, pretty impressive. I get it. Um. Yeah. And now I understand Moraine a little bit more. In her decision, um, because I feel like she if, she, if she knows that she's done for, and Lan is left without a direction, then mm-hmm. he, he he will die, right? He will he will go and he will throw himself into danger until he is dead. Um, and I do think that Moraine believes that this was the only way to save him. Here's my question, which just makes it more tragic. Here's my question: Why not tell him? Tell him what beforehand. Because, I don't know, he would have been upset about it. But this is my question, right? If Moraine went to him and was like, hey, I am going to die. Mm-hmm. I well, know it. Well, okay, yes, I guess she did know she, it. She point. knew. I need you to end up with Nynaeve. 
It is very important for my prophecies that you end up with Nynaeve. I would like your permission to pass this along in this way. Yeah, she just tells him, hey, your bond, I'm passing it along. Like, she doesn't, like, act, like, yeah. She told him, she... She told him she after. She told him after. Yes. No, 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 no. I'm not questioning if she told him at all. Yeah. I'm saying, why did she not approach him in a way that was... More unequal. Getting consent. Yeah, well, and that's she, what I mean. Chat, I understand that she told him. Yes. She did not ask him. There yes. is a huge difference. There is an absolutely massive difference. And Sawan in the scene is like, you did this against his will. Yeah. And I think that if Moraine had been more upfront with him, it would have just been better for everyone. Mm-hmm. And then the the the, the con- consent aspect of it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. And I don't I I don't think that he would have said no. Christian rapper, I I just don't think he would have. Well, especially if not- she was like, look, it, I've seen the future. You have to be with Nynaeve for the future to for us to win. Yeah, like you would think that they were close enough to like share this information, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just it, it, it yeah, it is a little bit tragic. Um and you know, it, it is weird that Moraine did this in the way that she did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I understand the why a little bit more now, but like as of in terms of like how she went about it, I'm still I you know the Aes Sedai, not great. The bear, uh, Berserker in the chat says Aes Sedai aren't big on consent. What? But that's not true. Well, they are big on consent. It's just that these two these two violations of consent that we've seen, mm-hmm. like, everyone keeps talking about how they're bad, but there's no consequences for them. And I think that my problem with that is that everyone is like, this is a crazy bad thing to do, but we're not going to do anything about yeah. it. Alana does it. And she should be fucking like like she she should be on trial and she's not. And then they Morel and Moraine do this, and obviously Moraine's already dead. Yes. But like, there's no yeah, there is no consequence for it, and so it just is kind of like oh whatever. But then, but then it gets to a weird point of in this conversation where Morel's like, no, please don't forcibly take our warders away from us. Yeah, that Which, was fucked up. That's the punishment. That's. The, the warders have no say in that either. Yeah. Like, the punishment also doesn't involve consent. Yeah, it's which like... Which is so weird. It's like the warders are not human. And and I really hate that because at the beginning of the, of the story of the Wheel of Time, right? Mm-hmm. I believed, especially with how the show portrayed them. You know, like we get to... We, like the, the way that the warders had that scene at the fire with Nynaeve, I think was really beautiful. And I let that influence me at the beginning of the reading a little bit where I was like, oh yes, the warders are there because like... Because it's noble and because they, like, they truly believe. They have a belief in this cause. But then I said I treat the warders like fucking garbage. Yeah, and I I'm hate like, the why? Well, but I'm like, why do people become warders then? Like, why? Because they, it, it, they literally say in this chapter, they don't know what they're signing up for. That, yeah. That's it. Right? That's it. And I don't like the Aes <laughs> I don't want to. I like individual characters, but, like, the Aes Sedai structure is bad. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. And it's uncomfy. And I'm like, why Why does it have to keep getting more uncomfy? Yeah. Like, I, I, there, I'm, i like, down for the Forsaken to win a couple of battles and destroy the Aes Sedai. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want Rand to win, but I also want the White Tower to not exist anymore. Uh, no, I agree. I think that the, how they have done things is, like, is 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 appalling. 
Yeah. Um, and, and, and yeah, and the fact that Swan is like, we're going to take away your warders. Like, what the fuck? What? What the fuck are the warders supposed to do? But Morel is married to her warders. Yeah. Like, it, it's not like you're you're gonna have different bodyguards tomorrow. It's like, hey, you know the men that you love and who you sleep with every night yeah. and who you are married to. Yeah. We're going to make you not be able to spend time with them. That's a fucked up thing to do. And we're gonna rip away this emotional bond that you have, like a literal psychic bond. Like what? Yeah, it's insane. It makes no sense. It literally makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, like, uh, why the fuck would that be the punishment? I, yeah. Um, uh, Speakeasy V says some an- analog for the Vietnam War draft in the U.S. Yeah, 100%. A- another thing that I am not a fan of, right? Like, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and be like, no, it's different. No, it's the fucking same. Drafts are bad. War it's fucked up. is bad. It is fucked up. And it's, it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's rough. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. rough. And this this whole chapter is rough, and Egwene and Swan know that it's rough, and so they're like, no, we're not going to take your warders from you. That's us doing the same thing that you did. And that's my problem with it, is that the punishment is the same as the crime. Yeah. And I'm just like, why, like, does, I'm like, does, does Robert Jordan want us to hate the Aes Sedai? Like, is that the goal? I, th- I think so. I think so. It seems like it, right? He writes them to be abrasive and difficult. But it's like... To, to, to almost a comical degree, it's hard to take them seriously. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where it's just like, all the women are kind of like, I don't know. We've also never seen the Aes Sedai accomplish anything positive in all of the books. We've seen individual We've, Aes Sedai do impressive things. Yes, but the Aes Sedai as a whole, yes. The Aes Sedai as a structure has not accomplished one positive thing in the book series. Yes. So far. Yes. And we also know that the the I said I can literally compel their war like that's yeah. it's fucked up. It it's it's some weird ass shit and I I do not like it. But like the 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 I said I have literally only failed from what we've seen. Yeah. So it's like I right. it might be it, it might be a story about how they suck, but and how's and and like you know, Egwene is there to save them from themselves. And if that's the story that we're going with, that's an interesting one, and I'm down for it because I think that like as much as I didn't like Egwene in Fires of Heaven, uh, because of the same shit that I don't like about the Aes Sedai, um, sorry, I just read that comment. Uh, Main Street Lamplighter, uh, I like that name. <laughs> Thank you for that. Super is that a the boys chat. reference? Um, the Aes Sedai are as bad as annoying Edgelord fans say the Jedi are. Um. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I actually that's a, that that is an interesting take. Yeah. The Jedi aren't as bad as the Edgeord fanboys say they are, but the yes. I said I are as bad as I say they are. <laughs> yes. 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 I agree with that. Thank you for that super chat. The 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 one thing I will say about the Jedi is that there is some there is some complicated um, storytelling around how they find kids and take them from their families. Yes. I don't... The cultiness is very apparent. They haven't shown that in canon enough for me to know if it's, like, straight-up kidnapping. So, like, that could be really bad. But the Jedi uh, uh, at least don't have consent issues when they're adults. Yeah. Only if it's kids. It's only um, in kidnapping children. Uh, Woo! No problem. Name is a Disneyland reference. Oh, oh cool. I thought you were referencing Lamplighter. Um, <laughs> Sean Ashmore's character mm, from gotcha, The Boys. Gotcha. Yeah, anyways, the Aes Sedai suck. And yes. Egwene is like, okay, so how can I use this 
to my advantage. And um, she goes over to Lan. She's like, uh, so you remember Nynaeve? Yeah, I thought you might. She's in trouble in Ebudar. She's looking for something. It's not going well. You're going to go and you're going to protect her at all costs. Yes. I'm going to give you a reason to continue. And Lan and then is Lan like, goes, cool. No. Like, Lan goes, let's fucking go. <laughs> no, he's like, I don't know. He's Wait, like. He's like, I can be there in a month. And she's like, I can get you there faster. And he's like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> as uh, fast as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. got massive titties. <laughs> he's, he goes from literally silently chopping the air to being like, yeah, I can get to faster. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, literally, he's like, Mandarb and I can why, make it shorter. Why doesn't she just send Morel to, like, pass the bond now? Why don't they just go together? Because I think that this is just what I think. I think that Egwene doesn't quite understand that she knows, like, she does. She knows she doesn't quite understand how the bond works, right? And Morel does, and Morel's like, I can save Lan. And I think that she doesn't get the bond passed along immediately because she wants to make sure that this is going to work and that she's not about to just kill Lan. Um, she, what? She needs to understand that her giving him a reason to live, which is naive, is actually going to save him, right? Because he's sick. We, we've been told that he's, like, actually, like, ill. He's um, not sick. He just it wants to die. But he's fine. It's a sickness of the mind, so, like, eh. No, no, he's not like he's not he's not gonna like die of like sickness. He needs a reason yeah. to be. Yeah, and I so can't I cannot wait for like the final the epilogue of this book, and it's Nynaeve and Lan at, at like a romantic dinner, and he's like, found a reason for me. Oh my god. To change who I used to be. <laughs> a reason to start over anew. And the reason is you. And the reason is you. God damn it. They just do a full concert. (laughs) Everyone in Ebudar is like, that man is just like screaming. What is happening over there? I I also think uh, chat has pointed out that like Egwene doesn't want Morel to leave her right now, and I think that that's fair. She needs to exert her uh, dominance. Yeah, I just I I just think it's it's an interesting kind of yeah. I don't know. Um, only full sisters are allowed to bond warders. Uh, Rayflair, Nynaeve is a full sister. Yeah. 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 And, like, and they already know that, like, and Elaine... Elaine has a warder Elaine right has now. a warder, so there's no reason that Nynaeve couldn't have one, right? Um, I haven't heard Hoobastank in I don't even know. <laughs> no. They were playing at Disney, at um, Epcot when we were there, and we didn't go see them. And I'm actually kind of sad about I'm it. sorry. I wish we'd gone and seen Hoobastank play. Yeah. Um, don't be so loud. <laughs> sorry, Mr. Wrangler. Sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> have you met me? <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 never gonna change. I'm 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 warning you at this moment. Yeah, it's um it's complicated, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they go back to the group. And I, I do love that like the Gaiden are uh, the other warders are like already packing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, like, okay, we're not gonna lie anymore. Cool, 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 oh, cool, cool. What? And <laughs> we're back, guys. We made it. We freaking made it. Uh, YouTube died. Um, and so I, I don't think we got uh, struck for the singing. I don't know. No, because if we'd been copyright it. struck. Hi, welcome to part two Hi. of Moles 
bowls, and forsaken goals. Mm -hmm. This week's Nerdy Wordy Book Club. My name's Nerdy. And I'm Claude Roos. And if you have not seen part one, go watch that first because we're not going to recap it. We're just going to keep going because it's going to be edited together for the podcast feed. Mm -hmm. But uh, thank you so much for returning live chatters who were here for the first part who were back. Yes. Um, Sorry about that. don't think we were taken down because of my singing. No. Because... The video doesn't have a copyright claim on it or anything. Yeah. So it, I, I don't think it was the Hoobastank. <laughs> um, but I'm not going to test that theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not going to push it. We kind of got right up to the end of the Egwene storyline from this week. Um, Except to say that she calls in um, Shariam and the others of Shariam's party mm-hmm. to also swear fealty to her. And that's kind of the end of it. We don't see what happens with them, but I'm assuming we'll pick up with that next week. Yeah, yeah. Egwene is like, hey, stop teaching Nicola. Stop giving her extra private lessons. Oh, yeah, that happens, yeah. Uh, sends them away, uh, makes them swear fealty so that she doesn't take away their warders. Uh, crazy. Crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. So I feel like that's, yeah, that pretty much sums up all all, all of all of that. I don't think we, there's anything else we need to, yeah. Chapter 13. The Bowl of the Winds. We know. No, we missed the end of the of Halima. Oh, oh my yes, God! Yes, 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 yeah, yes, yes, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Halima gives good massages. <laughs> Chapter thirteen: The Bowl of the Winds. Yeah, nothing to talk about there. Um, Halima, huh? Uh, yeah. Matheny, thank you for Sammy, that super chat. Thank you. Sammy, thank you for welcoming us back. Kyrian welcomes you back. We appreciate it. We're appreciate glad it. to be here because. God, getting cut off in the middle like that was was very sad. Uh, Jonathan O'Neill says, be careful with your shirt. Yeah, it's exactly where it's supposed to be. Where it needs to be. Uh, thank you so much for that super chat, Bethany. That is very kind of you. Um, so, yeah, no, Halima is giving good massages because because uh, Egwene is not sleeping enough, so she's getting headaches. Who else does that? Uh, yeah, but uh, Halima is definitely causing the headaches. No, I don't believe that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. They started after Halima arrived. She literally mentions when they started. Yes, but also they started when Mogidian escaped, which is when her headaches... Re- like, they started after Mogidian escaped, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's stress. I think Halima is... I think she's jumping on an opportunity that has presented itself, but I think I don't think that Halima is, like, weaving headaches into her. I don't, I don't think that that... I literally think she's having headaches because... Mogidian escaped and her life is kind of falling apart. Unless, like, Halima is trying to, like, compulse her. I think that you're trying to make it too complicated. Uh... You know what I mean? Like, I think that you're adding layers there that I, I I think don't need to be there. Maybe. Like, the story as laid out makes enough sense mm-hmm. explicit. Like, it doesn't have to be anything else. It can be. But it doesn't need to be. Yeah. Egwene is not letting herself sleep, and so she's getting headaches. Is that that's life? I I have that same problem, right? Yeah, it just seems very convenient. That's all. Uh, Sanders, thank you so much for that. Colonel nice Sanders, sub. let's go. Thank you for resubbing. Um, as they messed up in raising Egwene. <laughs> I, here, here's the thing. But like, I, I, the book explains why she has headaches, and they're 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 valid reasons. Like, why would you need to add another thing? Halima... I am suspicious. I think that Halima found... Halima's been waiting for a way in, and this was the way in. I think Halima fabricated a way in. Why? Why not? 
She's forsaken. No, 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 no. But why do you think that the, why do you think that there's like this added element here when the book tells you why she has headaches? Because if Halima has influence over the Amarlin seat, they're all fucked. Sure, sure. That makes sense for Halima. I, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm mm-hmm. saying, why do you think that what the book is explicitly telling you that makes sense isn't true? Because it's a very convenient cover-up. But it's not convenient. It's it, it is very convenient for Halima. What do you mean? That Egwene just suddenly Egwene, now gets headaches after like because it's an things for are her. getting harder. Yeah, Halima creates an in for herself. <laughs> I I know, but my point is like the reason why she's having headaches that is explicitly stated in the text makes sense. Yes, and so Egwene is not suspicious of it, but we should be. <laughs> I, I just disagree with that. I think that Halima is. Finding a way into the situation because she has headaches. She sees her opportunity, right? But I don't think that Halima... I think Halima is careful enough and doesn't need to move any faster than she already is. That, like, why would she risk it? What do you mean? What what, what do you mean why would would she not risk it? Because she already has an influence. She has Delana. influence over the Amarillan? If she can start compelling Egwene... They're fucked. Can, but like with the, do you, do you think she's compelling her with the power? Yeah, because they can't feel men channeling. Right? Nobody can feel the male, the power. Mm. Halima can do whatever the fuck Halima wants. I don't know. I don't buy it. Nah, it's too convenient. It's too, it, <laughs> too convenient. I, I don't I'm calling like, it right now. I don't like that idea at all. I think I would be really disappointed if that's what this is. Why? It makes total sense. Because then, like, we just... Because then it's just, okay, it, then it, this just becomes a compulsion game, and that is boring conflict to me. It is more interesting to me if Halima is taking advantage of a situation rather than just the Forsaken can just compel everyone all the time. And then it's like, who... Can we trust fucking anyone? She may anyone? not be compelling her. You just said she's compelling her. You I, literally just said that. I said she... Okay, okay. She could be compelling her. I don't... Th- I, I Like... The headaches could be because of compulsion or they could be caused by some other reason. But I think that Halima created an in for herself. Compulsion is is one idea. But I think that Halima definitely created the in for herself so that she can have influence here. Because, you know, Delana is far enough down the, the ladder that she will only have a limited uh, amount of use. Yeah, maybe. I just, yeah, that's fine. It, it, it's just, it's fine. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Right. She's giving her headaches. I, I It just doesn't do anything for the story for me. I, I think it's more interesting for Egwene to be feeling... Here's what I don't like about it. Egwene having headaches because of the consequences of the actions around her and her own actions is more interesting to me. And the Forsaken stepping in to deal with that for her and helping mm-hmm. her to gain influence yeah. is interesting because it is the consequence of Egwene's actions, whereas your version of it is that Egwene is just being manipulated by someone. And that is just, it, it's less interesting because I like the idea that Egwene is, has a physical struggle that she's going through because of the weight of the Amarlin seat. And, like, it makes sense that she's getting headaches, right? But, like, if it's just Halima's giving her headaches, then it's like, well, okay... Yeah, but it's you're taking also... away you're taking away consequences and you're just making it always the forsaken and I don't like that. I like that these characters face actual consequences for the things that they do that's and for the things like, that are done to them. That's just fantasy though, I find. Like nobody in fantasy books talks about like 
the mundane human things unless they are like they come into play like headaches like no no fantasy hero ever like gets a, a headache that doesn't actually like mean something but th- that's the stress of the job and i like yeah. that it's i like oh, that it's I the agree. stress of the job which is whereas why your think... version of it is just like okay it's the it's also the forsaken it's just another yeah. problem to deal with rather I think than that that's what makes it believable is that there's so but that's what reason. makes it unbelievable what that's what makes it unbelievable because it's fantastical. I like Egwene having an actual real world issue that, that she has to deal with because her stress is literally giving her pain, right? Okay. I think that's super interesting and it makes her a real person. Yeah. If it's just Halima's giving her headaches, then it's just a, fan- a fantasy thing to like cause more fantasy stuff. And I mean, yeah. Grounding yes. characters in real world issues mm-hmm. is important to me. And so I feel grounded by Egwene being like, I have so much stress and I'm not sleeping. And so I end up with headaches. Whereas on the flip side, oh, no, it was Halima. It's another thing we have to go get a thing to go fix. Well, no, I don't think it's going to be like a thing to go fix. But they're going to have to figure out eventually that Halima is bad. <laughs> right? Like Halima can't oh, 100%. Just stay yeah, with yeah, yeah. forever. Yeah, oh, no, 100%. I'm, I'm just saying that like Halima being smart enough to be like, oh, she's having headaches. I can fix that. I'm going to use that as my way in versus Halima saying that she wants a way in. So she's going to give Egwene headaches. But the problem one is, is... One is far more interesting because it says more about the characters and the yeah. other is just a piece of magic. But the problem is, why would Halima wait for an in? Thank you for the super chat, Wildwood. I'm sorry it was a spoiler. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for super chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know why Halima would wait until there was an in. Because when she's you can just come up with smart, one yourself. right? But, and that, but 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 it speaks to the intelligence of the character, as opposed to it being a power that she. But has. like, if she had had to wait, like, how long would she would she have waited for then? Like, if who if knows? They have months headaches. on the road. She would have found a way in eventually, right? She she's smart enough to know that something will come up eventually. There's no reason for her to press the issue unnecessarily. Why not? Because it's unnecessarily. That's why. That's why I said unnecessarily. The, the sooner that she can have any kind of influence, the better. Sure, it's just boring. You're taking these characters are dealing with problems, and a, one character is manipulating that, mm-hmm. and you're turning it into one character has a power, and that's it. Right? You're taking like s- these characters are real people who have stress and they're literally crumbling under stress. Oh, I'm saying I And you're do, making it boring. I do like the idea of that. Before Halima came in, I was like, oh, Egwene's having headaches. Like I I to- I totally understand that. But as soon as Halima showed up, I was like, oh, this is why. But then but are we gonna get to the point where every negative thing that happens to any character in this franchise is just ma- bad magic? Yes, there's literally taint bubbles. But there's I I, I get that, but like those are th- <laughs> That you start to lose grounding, right? And I, I want this, this series has felt so grounded so far. Mm-hmm. And so if we start to get to this point where every problem is just forsaken doing shit that yeah. that people don't understand because the magic system just continues to not make sense, that, that, that spirals out, right? And then you lose kind of what, you lose the humanity of these characters. And like the humanity of her just being stressed out and not sleeping is is a very grounding thing for this character who's in this very lofty position. Yeah, I just think that And it think tells that a story how... about the weight of the Amarillin seat and the stole of the Amarillin seat. Yeah. That if it's just Halima's giving her headaches, you're taking away the storytelling of the Amarillin seat has a burden. Mm-hmm. If, if Egwene is not getting the headaches from the stress of that, then you're taking away the storytelling of the burden of the Amarillin seat, yeah. which is 
infinitely more interesting long term. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just saying, like, I, I'm saying that it's definitely Halima because we know Robert Jordan will will introduce anything and find a way to like tie it in at some point. And so the the that's why I'm I am ninety nine point nine percent sure that the headaches are caused by Halima because. That that is just kind of how we've seen Robert Jordan write that everything is tied into another thing and Taviran, you know. Yeah, I just wouldn't. I I, I would find that. Bo- I I That's honestly, fine. I on if I read that in an upcoming thing that Halima was like, ooh, my evil plot to give her headaches so that I can give her massages worked. I'd be like, okay. I mean, cool. it's a good plan. Not really. Yeah. Kind of, but like... Because, you know, Halima's not asking anything of Egwene. Halima's just there to be like, oh, I can help with that. Yeah, no big deal. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Yeah. It's fine. I just, I I, I would find that to be, I, I, it would take away from the storytelling of the Amaralyn seat that I feel like he's doing. 100%. I in totally, a way that I think would be bad. Yeah, I, 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 I hear what you're saying. That like... Having having those very like human and real and relatable stressors is is something that I do think that most fantasy lacks. Everyone is superhuman in a way yeah. they don't feel like we feel. You know they 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 are always able to to power through, get shit done with 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 not always like consequences in that sense. And yeah, headaches one of those like mundane things that you think about in like everyday life but like doesn't really make its way over to something that's a fantastical storytelling because a lot of authors are like oh no we're reading about fantasy i i agree i think that it would be an interesting choice if if we watched Egwene struggle with the stress of dealing of being the amerlin and how that manifests physically but i don't think that's what it is but that's what the book is telling you that it is and that's why i don't understand where you're coming from like the book, we've just spent four chapters, uh-huh. four full chapters, uh-huh. with Egwene going, "Oh shit, we're running out of money. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, I am not sleeping. Mm-hmm. I'm not allowing myself to rest because I watch prophecies all night. Oh shit, Mogidian is after me. Oh mm-hmm. shit, Loghain is gone. Oh my god, I have a headache from stress." Mm-hmm. And your response to that is, "Oh, it's probably magic." And I'm like, "No, we just had four chapters, literally four chapters. She's been blackmailed. Like the the purpose of these four chapters leading up to her being like, I have a stress headache, mm-hmm. is just piling on, showing you why she has a stress headache. Mm-hmm. It's it's it it the the text is saying something very explicit. Yeah. And your response to that is to go, oh, it must be magic. Is strange to me. I'm just reading the subtext because Halima's there. <laughs> like I'm just I'm just inferring. Like I, I am convinced." That the reason Halima is there is 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 to have an in, like that's when I'm reading this. That's the, that's what my brain justifies for this character. But then why didn't she do it in Saladar? Do what? What she's doing? Why didn't she do it in Saladar? Why did she wait till now to do it then? Because now if that's your argument, right? Like it, because what, now Mogidian is gone. What does that have to do with her control over the Amaranth Seat? Well, she's been with the Delana for a while now. She's so, but why firmly... did she go to Delana at all? Why didn't she just go straight to Egwene? What do you mean straight to Egwene? Egwene doesn't know her. Delana did know her. Delana is no, a no, no, dar- but, is a black object. This is my point. Like you're saying, like why? I'm saying, like why would she act rashly and like force this to happen? And you're saying, well, why wouldn't she? And my response to that is, well, why didn't she do it earlier? Then why did she wait until they've been crossing the countryside? Maybe for a she month? didn't want Loghain to notice her channeling. Okay. Like, look, they, see, you know, that that's actually very well. Okay, because I don't know if it's the same thing where, like, the radius of what you can feel of the 
male power is same to what it is for like women. But Halima, but then Logan would have felt her channeling. She's been channeling. We know when? she's been channeling. When? Well, she did the light thing. Light she, thing? Yeah, she she did the like man light thing. Okay. Or no, wait, was that after Logan was freed? Oh. I'm not sure. I'm huh, not, I'm that's not actually really sure. interesting. Did she? Did Halima ever channel while Loghain was there? I'm not sure because I actually don't know exactly when in the timeline Halima showed up in Saladar. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I am actually a little bit confused as to, like, the order of events. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Loghain not being there is a is a positive and a negative i think for Egwene in two different ways yeah that's actually that is actually the more interesting conversation right it's like mm-hmm. now she is free to do things now that she wouldn't have been if Logan can feel channeling but i don't i don't know how far away Logan can feel channeling i don't know also i don't know if Logan could have felt channeling while he was shielded no, or while he can, was severed no it, well Maybe maybe not when he was severed, but he's been healed for a while now. Yeah, but he was shielded. He was yeah. never free. I don't know. I don't know if that if when you're shielded, you can feel people using the power. I actually that's have no an interesting idea. question. Well, I'm sure we will find that out at some point. I well, we'll see. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, all right, chapter thirteen. Finally, she channeled at Matt. Oh, Seamus is right. No, she did channel at Matt. And and Sonic Sean. Yeah, so she did channel at Matt and Logan didn't notice. So that does What? Logan wasn't there. Yeah, but he was but he was in the proximity of it. Logan was? Yeah, he would have been in his house, right? His house. What do you, yeah. No, they were they um they channeled at Matt when they were like traveling. They, no, 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 no but Halima channeled at Matt in camp, in Saladar. Was that in camp? I thought they were like traveling between Halima was never with Halima and Matt were never together outside of Saladar. Matt had already left when Halima left Saladar, right? So it was that night when she's like dancing. Oh, but Loghain was severed at that point. He was he didn't have the one power. At no, that he point. was shielded at that point. He no, was no, not no. severed. No, when Nynaeve the when the healed, medallion Nynaeve healed him before just, Matt arrived. Uh huh. So what Matt? So Halima and Matt were never together in Saladar when Loghain was. You're severed. talking about when they are journeying. No, no, no. And the, the night that they go dancing in town in Saladar, uh-huh. and she channels at Matt. Loghain is shielded in his house nearby. Hmm. I don't know. But he's shielded. That that house is pretty far away. My point is that she just fucking has headaches. Chapter thirteen, the bowl of the winds. God damn it! What this is? We're nineteen minutes into this, and we have not you're started right, the chapter. You're right. You're right. Correct. Uh-huh. Why do any why does anyone watch this fucking show? Uh, to see us fight about Cat Swain. Oh my god, she's the worst. <laughs> she's fucking awful. Okay. Avienda is seasick. And then they go on a boat and they're like, hey, we need you to help us make the bowl work. And they're like, the bowl of the winds? And they're like, sure, whatever the fuck you say. Sure, whatever you want to call it. That's that's what the chapter is. Done. No, no, there was some good shit in this, this chapter. This chapter was so long, and not a goddamn thing happened. It definitely did not to be as long as it needed to be, but... If I had... I love having Avienda's perspective again, because it fucking cracks me up. My favorite thing is when Nynaeve self-burns herself, and Avienda thinks it's hilarious, and yeah. Nynaeve is like, why are you laughing at me? I think I actually screenshotted that, because um, she's like... Um, <laughs> that was so good. 
Nynaeve so says, you good. know how afraid they are that Aes Sedai will channel, haul them all off to the tower. It is it is known most can channel. Only a ninny thinks she can threaten people, Elaine, and still get anywhere. Avienda burst out laughing by the startled look Nynaeve gave her. She did not see the joke she had made on herself. So yeah, Nynaeve, good. you fucking bully. Uh, no, it was so good. I fucking loved that moment. It was my favorite. I love getting Aiel perspective, especially Avienda. Like, it's one of my absolute favorite parts of these books. I don't know why. I find the Aiel amazing. Yeah, it's because you also have a bizarre sense of humor. Thank you. I appreciate that. You do. You make me laugh like crazy, and I love you for it. <laughs> thank you. But you find some really weird f- things hilarious. The, uh, thank you. And you don't like, like, normal jokes. It's very strange. normal jokes? What do you mean normal jokes? Uh, so, um... If I hear Avienda say, there's no land anywhere one more time, I'm going to lose my shit. Hey, she's she's not feeling well, okay? Oh, my God. She's she's not feeling well. Also, she's the one who's like, hey, guys, maybe we should use Matt. I know. Thank maybe God should, someone was like, maybe hey, that actually, guy who's really lucky. Yeah, use the resources at our disposal because we're not fucking getting anywhere. I'm like, yeah, I can't believe it took you that long to think of this, guys. I, I'm not going to lie. This Ebu Dar plot you line lie, so. is going on. It is. It is, yes. And it yes. gets it, it just keeps getting more comp like now there's just too many people there and I don't remember any of their names. But let's get into it. So they yeah. go to the Windfinders and they're like, We know that you guys can channel, and the Windfinders are like, fuck, come on up. And then they're like, Hey, uh, do you guys work for the Coromore? And they're mm-hmm. like, I don't know, do you? And they're like, We don't know either. No one really wants to work for anybody in this world, even Nobody though Nobody knows. There's prophecies that say we're all literally going to burn in hell. Um <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, uh, they, they they make a bargain that they're going to use the bowl together. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. meet some, like, interesting characters. Obviously, they reveal that they know about the Windfinders. Um, Brigitte reveals that she has some oath knowledge of ancient Windfinders. And they're like, how do you know this? And she's like, oh, fuck. Oh, God damn it. And, and Evian is still very confused about her, which I love. I think that that's amazing. Also, Elaine is like, we're going to have to talk about Rand. And Avienda in her head is like, yeah, I mean, obviously. How the fuck do we have... How do you think we're going to deal with him if we don't talk about him? Yes. yes. I can't wait for that conversation. I hope it's from Avienda's point of view. <gasps> me too. I, I hope it's not from Elaine's point of view. Yes, me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I I love Avienda so much. But yeah, this chapter was very long. And it was mostly describing what it's like to ride a boat. Yeah, and also that Nynaeve can't have a civil conversation with uh, anybody. Yeah, Nynaeve is terrible. She gets onto the Windfinder's boat, and she just starts making demands and shit. And I'm like, Nynaeve, calm the fuck down. I know, I know. I'm like, you just need to I found that frustrating. I, I I felt like she, I, they, they, Nynaeve knew what they were going there for, and she behaves terribly again. And I'm like, girl. I, I know, come Land on. Land needs to show up and give her, like, a proper spanking. Yes. Because apparently that's how you have character growth. That's in how you, land. yes. Exactly. Character growth, spanking. Spanking. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but yeah, that's the chapter. I was like, is there anything else that happened? There's no. not really. We get a name for the bowl, which like is cool, I guess. <laughs> okay, but it's also like... The bowl of the winds. Whoa. It sounds like an item from a Legend of Zelda game. Um. Next chapter is Matt. So that's fun. <gasps> chapter 14, White Plumes. Uh, Matt is uh he's gambling mm-hmm. as he's known to do mm-hmm. and he bets on Oliver and wind and uh they win because they Oliver win. is real good 
And Matt knows and so horse flesh. He knows horse flesh, which I wish he would stop saying horse flesh, but here we are. <laughs> Every time um, I read horse flesh, I'm like, I don't like this. Yes. I also absolutely despise Matt's way of thinking about women. I, it, I, Go I, on. I really hate it. There's like um, when he runs into Tyslin and Jolene or whatever, he's like, "Oh, thank God that girl's covered up. I don't want to see that." And I was like, "Bro," because she's like too skinny. She's like, "Oh, thank God she's covered because gross." And I was like, "Okay, Mm -hmm. sure." Oh, Oh, that's not what I got out of that at all. He also calls women specimens. Oh yeah, that's weird. Uh, which I'm like, uh, nope. My thing with uh, my thing with the Teslin thing, uh-huh. I thought he was saying that she's Domani, and so he expects her to be wearing less, and he doesn't want to be attracted to her because he's Aes Sedai, so he's glad that he was she was covered up. No, he says that she's so skinny it looks like she only eats brambles, and thank God he can't see her skinny shape. <laughs> I misread that. I thought he was saying that he was attracted to her and he didn't want to see her because he, she's Aes Sedai and he doesn't want to be attracted to Aes Sedai. I mean, he doesn't, yes. But that's, he, yeah, he's uh, he's 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 kind of the worst, <laughs> to be honest. I, uh, <laughs> I don't like reading his chapters um, about when he's interacting with women. with women. I think that is fair. I think that like that's where the the his reputation as being like a frat boy comes from. Sure, I mean, like, look, he fucks right, and he gets around. That's that's fine. People are saying they read it like I did. I can. I'm sure I can find it. I'm can sure we pull I can it up? It. Can we find that quickly? Because I'm I'm curious. I did not. I didn't get. L- 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 I'll, let's talk through fourteen while you find it. Mm-hmm. Um. So he sees um the woman who tried to kill him in Rand. Yes, in that barn across the way. Which uh, I'm in glad. That barn. Yeah, in the barn, she tried to kill him oh, with the dagger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm glad that they were, like, very explicit on who it was, because at first I thought it was a Ludra, and I don't know yeah, why. Yeah. I was like, oh, a barn. Maybe it's the, yeah. And so Matt follows her, um, and in following her, he buys a ring that has a fox on it, mm-hmm. which makes sense because he has a fox medallion. See? His he luck. likes foxes. His luck. He's a fox girl um, for sure. And he follows her all the way to Jaichim Karadin. I don't know how to pronounce that. Guys, I don't know how to pronounce Jaichim Karadin, but that's how I'm going to say it. I think that's it. And um, she goes in and she's welcomed like a friend. Mm-hmm. Like a friend. That is definitely concerning. Uh, it should be in chapter 16, I think. Yeah. Here, you talk about you talk about what no, I just talked about and I'll look. I mean, we'll I, keep passing there's it off. N- there's not much t- to like. I, I think I'm on the page. Oh, you lost the page. Never mind. I found it again. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look, we know Carradine is a dark friend. So him having other dark friend friends is not um, uh, surprising. <laughs> like, I, I wasn't shocked by that. I was shocked that Samuel showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was actually very surprised by that. Um, was not... Wasn't expecting it. But then, but he's, uh, but they recognize Matt. They see him outside. And so now they know that Matt is in the city, which definitely ain't going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I can, I can find it. Um, 
She looks scrawny as an old bramble. She it looked as if she ate brambles for breakfast. Yes. That, that's not about her being attractive, though. No, he says. I don't. I, I I did not read it the way that you did. Like he says that she's skinny, but it's just, she doesn't. He doesn't like. Yeah, say he, she's ugly. He he like, um. He's grateful that she is covered from wrist to chin. She looks scrawny as an old bramble. So yes, she's so skinny that he's grateful that she's covered up. <laughs> it's just very cringy. Hmm. Like he's like. Oh, see, the, there's two women described in this, and he finds the first. I I see where I messed up. No, no, you're you're right. You're right. Yeah, the one woman, he's like, oh, she's kind of cute, but she's an Aes Sedai, so no. Yeah, it, The yeah, other one, weird. ew, gross, I'm glad I don't have to look at her. Like, I was like, okay. I, just because they're both slender, uh, I think that I just. Yeah, 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 yeah no, you're fine. I you're misread fine. it. No, you're, you're 100% right. No, R- Matt has, Matt is a little bit of a misogynist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, like, all of the men are misogynist, and all of the women are, like, are, are like radical feminists in this world, so it's like. On yeah, honestly, you're not wrong. Men um, and women are pushed so far apart in this world that it's like they don't meet in the middle on almost anything. Yeah, except Halima. Well, that's complicated. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So, uh, so Samuel shows up, and. Um, oh, is that where we are? Well, because nothing else really happens. Oh, chapter in, fifteen. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, the conversation with. Um, well, before that, um, Millie face? and Carradine are talking. Yeah. And Carradine's like, "You need to do more," and she's like, "It's hard. It's a fucking city." Yeah. And I, 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 I'm, I like this because we were watching um, Andor on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and there was a moment where I was like, "They're really gonna find him in like this giant city." Like, the, the, oh, yeah. I hate when stories are like, "He's got to be down in." Well, we're 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 gonna send a few people into a fucking city and we're gonna find it. And I'm like, they don't have Google Maps. Like, how are they gonna find anything? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And so her being like, it takes time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, thank you. You can't just find shit. Yeah. No, she's absolutely correct. Yeah. Um, maybe how she's spending the money that he's giving her is not always a hundred percent useful, but that's fair. okay. That you know what? That yeah. is definitely fair. Yeah. Uh, and so wh- while they're having this conversation, um, uh, Carradine does not want her to see that he has a reaction to something he says. So she tur- he turns to the window, but then everything like stops. And so he turns back around and boom, forsaken. Samuel, let's fucking go. Sammy B. <laughs> Samuel is back, baby. He is not an Ilian at all. He is here in Ebudar. And he is, I'm assuming, looking for the... the. Oh, I thought he just traveled. What? I don't know. I thought he just, like, appeared. I, I figured he was still in Ilian, but, like, just came to... I don't well, know. no, he closes the gateway behind him. Yeah, no, you, you know. I, I did not... Wait, 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 yeah, traveling... Yeah, he's in Abu Dhabi all of a sudden. Yeah. What? But he's... He's, he's not still in Ilian. He's been in Ilian this whole time. He just, like, traveled just now, right? Yeah. Yeah. But he's not in Ilian now. Yeah. He's in Abu Dhabi right now. Sorry, you made it sound like he's, like, moving home bases. I, no, no, no. I yeah. just mean he's he's like physically he he has physically left Ilian to have this conversation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so that he's like, do what I told you, and Jacob Karen is like, I'm on it. Cool. Yeah, ba- basically. <laughs> That's what happens. We find out that his sister, uh, Jacob Karen's uh, sister, is dead. One of his sisters has been eaten Ma- by the Trollocs. Many of them are dead at this point. Uh, and uh, that he used to be a Lanfear's 
boy, but now he's Samael's boy. Oh, and, and I think a Shamael was mentioned as well. Oh, maybe it was a Shamael. No, he was no, a Shamael's boy, boy and, and then, now he's Samael's boy yes, because a Shamael is the dead. He's gone. Uh, thankfully. So we it's our first appearance of Samael in this book. He, he he came in and said some things. Yeah, not I mean, yeah, not much happened. I was kind of I was kind of surprised at how little purpose his visit had. Mm-hmm. Like I I is Samael bored? You just need something to do. I guess I don't know. I think all the Forsaken right now are keeping, they are are keeping their eyes on Ebu Dar because they all know that there's a stash here, all of them. Well, maybe not all of them, but like we know that um, Mogadian thinks that there's a stash there. We know that Samael thinks that there's a stash here, um, and so they all seem to be very on top of the whole like. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent bowl situation. It just I. It, for for this to be his first appearance in this book, the book mm-hmm. where I think he's gonna die. Yeah, like I think, I think so. that I think that the fight in Ilian is the end of this book, right? Mm-hmm. M- maybe who knows at this point? But yeah. the, I I think that like I was just kind of hoping he would show up and it would have a little bit more weight. But he kind of showed up and was like, "Are you guys talking about what you need to be doing here? Well, I I'm gonna show up and tell you to do it too." And I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's that's what you're you're saying what Jai Chim Cheridan was was just saying. That's um." That that's the a repeat of the conversation we're having. Yeah, and I was just like I I I felt like it was a weird like introduction of him to this book because he's been gone for so long. Mm-hmm. Like we haven't seen Samuel in so long, he hasn't been in this book yet, and the yeah. introduction to him was just kind of like, I'm I'm a mean middle manager. Don't forget about me. I was like, okay, yeah, cool. Don't and you? What is interesting though is he leaves, and then Jai Jim Carradine is like, fuck that guy. Bring me Nine Even Elaine. Yeah, basically. You know what? I'm not listening to Sam Mail anymore. Bring me Nine Even Elaine. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. You're yeah. going to die for this. this cool. Yep, yeah, this is going to go terribly. These are decisions. Uh, good luck. Good luck with killed. that. Oh, shoot. My phone was like slash, like half open in my lap. Were you typing random things? There, it was just like random like pop-ups. And I was like, how? I thought it was on my notes page. But, um... But, uh, yeah, so Matt's like, oh, shit, well, I'm going to have to go tell Elaine and... No, 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 we, we're not there yet. We're not? No, no, no. Two very important things have happened in this chapter that we need to mention before we get out of here. Okay. Jai Chim has seen Matt in the... He's yeah. like, that's Matt Coffin. Yeah, we said that. No, we didn't say Jai Chim had seen him. Oh, I did. He maybe sees... when you were reading. Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. The second thing is Samael is going to send someone to deal with the Tarvalon witches. Who is Samael sending to take out the Tarvalonians? Tarvalonians? Grandal. No, I don't think it's going to be a Forsaken. No, no, no. Um, Osengar, maybe? Ooh. Well, no, he's another Forsaken. So Not like, really, though. He's like for... a lesser Forsaken. Slayer. I don't know. Nynaeve confronts Slayer right when Lan shows up? That's interesting. Because she thinks it's Lan in the dream world, but it's not. It's his uncle or whatever, whoever Slayer is. Yeah. Right? That would be an interesting one. I actually think that... Um, uh, I actually think that it's interesting if it's Slayer. I would like that. Yeah, we haven't seen Slayer in forever, so... Yeah. I don't know. All right. Um, chapter 16, A Touch on the Cheek. Matt goes to the palace... Where um, the aforementioned uh, conversation with the uh, Aes Sedai happens, where he's a little bit sexist. Not a little bit, he's sexist, straight up. Uh, but before that, the Ebu Dari um, 
system of getting someone into the palace is fucking nonsense. Okay, they were fucking with him. Do you think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I straight up think that they were fucking with him and Why? stalling for time. For but but for what purpose? Because the queen needs to know that he's there. So they give him the runaround until they let her know and she can decide what needs to be done about but him. But that's also dumb. Just put him in a waiting room. I mean... That's why we have waiting... Like, why would you have, like, 19 people involved in walking him in circles? They gotta get those steps in. Just... No, just put him in a waiting room. <laughs> by by the, like, sixth person, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Well, no, but here's the thing is... Matt... Okay, Matt would be less contented to wait in a room. Like, he would... He would... He would be much l less patient. They would ha not have enough time. Him uh, under the impression that he is being what led to the chamber. What do you think he's gonna do? Fight, fight his way out of a waiting room? No, but he sits hey, in the waiting room. Sit here and with after, some like, tea minutes, for like ten he's minutes. He's like, guys, I've been here and I, I'm trying to like say this. I'm trying to find these people. But if they're leading him around by the nose, it takes him longer to figure out that he's being fucked with. It's a strategy. <laughs> that is. Yeah. That is. <laughs> so convoluted. Oh come on, that's barely the most convoluted thing in the series. You think that in a in a world of kings and queens, uh -huh. that the palace's policy is to walk guests around so that they don't get impatient, and in doing so, have them follow seven different servants around the palace for no reason. Sure, why who not? Who would come up with that? Okay, who the fuck would come up with marriage knives and dueling? I agreed. You know what? Agreed. Ebudar yes. is nonsensical. Exactly. I okay. love it. It's very cool. But like. Exactly. Thank the, you. The, Point just, taken. There, there's no way that Ebudar could exist. Right? Because so many people get murdered in the street so often their society would collapse. I know. How do they have enough people to like work all the it just jobs? Yeah. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. But like it. They just straight up murder each other all the time. And then when we get to. So Matt gets summoned to Thailand and his and her son comes in and is like, yeah, ugh, just killed that guy. Oops. Now I'm going to have to go apologize to his widow. And his mom is like, don't fuck her. Yeah. Apologize to her, but don't fuck her. And I'm like, Because then what? you have to kill her brothers, and that's just really annoying. Matt. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Matt caught an escape room challenge. But Matt, this is just a normal room. Yeah. Bet. Thank you for that super yeah. chat, Father Jason. Thank you for that super chat. By the time he's passed off, like, the fourth time, I, I just, I was kind of like, this is I was funny, cackling. but it's not. Oh, it's funny, because it's, fu it's funny, but I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah. And then they don't even take him to the right eyes that I, they end up with Teslin and all. And yeah, then, so Jolene and Teslin fully like accost him and grab him by the scruff of his neck. And then they start to like pull him and uh, I'm like, what is happening? Yes. What is happening right yes. now? Uh -huh. What did they think was going to be the end result of this? Did they think that they were going to tie him up and b put him in a cart to the White Tower? Like... Did they think they were going to kidnap someone out of a hallway yes. in the Queen's Palace? Yes, they're Aes Sedai. They think they can literally do anything. They can't. He has the head medallion. The fox medallion? Yeah. They, they don't know that. I don't think that those two know that. No, but the other two do, and they're all—they're grabbing him on the other side. I was like, just what? He's like, there's enough of me to go around. This, okay. scene, this scene felt like... It was hilarious. It felt like American Pie. It felt like I was suddenly in an American Pie movie. Like I was like, oh, a, a like 15-year-old boy wrote this. Who was like, oh, yeah. And then four women come up and start grabbing at him and pulling him at him in different directions. But yeah. he smiles at them and gets them all hot and flustered because he's got the best smile. And I was like. Well, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Stop fucking grabbing him. Let him go. Jesus yeah. Christ. This poor guy. Anyways. Yeah. They, they are. I don't know.
they're insufferable. And uh, then the servant comes up and is like, the queen has to see you. And the, I said, I leave. And he's like, oh, thank you for saving me. I doubt the queen wants to see me, but that was a good lie. And she's like, oh no, I don't fucking lie. Get your ass in there. My head is not worth it. I really liked that. As much that as I great. as much as I thought the whole scene with the Aes Sedai felt very childish, uh-huh. the from the moment the queen is mentioned to the end of this chapter, incredible. Mm-hmm. Queen Tylen, I I, I I fucking hate. I fucking Why? hate that Tylen and Teslin are in the same building right now. It bothers me to know it. Oh, because the names. I I cannot oh. tell the difference like, between Tylen and Teslin when I'm reading. And it it literally my brain short circuits every Sorry. time we're in Terrison Palace. That's fair. Because Tylen and Teslin is like Nope, that that is absolutely valid. Um no, I like the character of Tylen. Oh, Queen uh, Tylen? Yeah, fucking yeah. awesome. Okay. Teslin, I do not like her at all. Yes. The fact that they have the same fucking name next to each other in all these sentences, I feel it's like I'm getting like punched in the brain. Morel and Murillo. Murillo. Who the what? Why? Why is her name Murillo? Oh my god. Like I'm like I can't please. And then there's Sulin Salami and Salandi, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Dynasty. Oh god. Yeah. No, I hate it. So cold in here. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. I thought that the computer would warm up this room, but I had to go get my blanket in the middle. Yeah, I'm glad we had the break because I put socks on. I put socks on too. Yeah. The problem is it's not cold every day, so we can't turn our heat on yet. Anyway, I mean, yeah, my, my rant about the Thailand Teslin thing for this week is over. Thailand and uh Thailand wants to bone Matt so hard. Yeah, Matt's like, okay, gotta write a letter, and she's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. We're going to get um, DMCA. The, the, the sorry, stream right. is going to stop. You're stop right. singing. No singing uh, if we don't want the stream to die. Uh, no, you're correct. Um, so he writes them a letter, mm-hmm. which is not encoded at all. Like, he just straight no, up. He's straight, no, it's a very plain letter. It is very. He trusts yeah. Thailand. He's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he trusts him. Um, and he got that ring from that guy that he way overpaid for because he was chasing the dark friend. Um, and so he's like, you know what? Sure, I got a fox ring. I'm going to make that my stamp thing. Which makes sense. I thought that was cool because it's another like instance of his luck shining yes. through. And then Tylen throws herself on top of him, basically. And he's she like, would she would have she would have fucked him in front of her son. She is so forward. I'm like, she would have like happily bounced up and down on him right in front of. Okay. Do you think he? Do you think, Do you think she actually wants? To fuck him, or did yes. she put the letter in his pocket? No, it would be weird if it's her because she could just tell Nine even Elaine that she can. They they would come to her alone at any point. So like, I don't understand I why. Think, I think she's scared that she is being spied on by Teslin and Jolene. Okay, my reason for thinking that Tylen slipped the letter in like, the pocket. Wait, wait, wait. My reason this book for, needs wait, to be wait, way wait, more wait. complicated. My reason for, for thinking that it's Tylen is because when Matt finds the letter, he's like, wow, who could have put that there? And he lists Teslin and Jolene, and he completely forgets about Tylen. And so that's why I think it's Tylen. See, I thought it was one of the Aes Because the only... I thought it was one of the Aes Sedai that were, like, pulling at him. And I Why, think though? because I think that one what of what would they know about Elaine? Or because I think Elaine? that one of the two White Tower Aes Sedai, I think that Teslin, because uh-huh. it's who are the two White Tower ones? It's Teslin and um, Teslin and Jolene. I think that Teslin is on Saladar's side secretly. 
Why? She's the one who immediately wanted to like go back running to Aleda. No. She yes. how did that scene play out? Yes. Jolene was like, how about we wait? How about we bide our time? Jolene is also the one that it thinks Aleda is about to get deposed at some point. No, no, and that's why I think that Teslin is no no, Teslin manipulates Jolene into agreeing with her to stay. I don't This is this is what I think is Teslin's happening. Teslin's a red though. No, Jolene's a red. No. Fuck, I can't keep these fucking people straight in my head. Um, where is their, let's, I, 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 I hear, I want to get into this because I think that. Tislin is red, Jolene is a green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, where is the, is there stuff at the end? Is there stuff after the Matt stuff? Yeah, they have the scenes, right? Yeah, but where is their point of view stuff? Oh no, it's in seventeen. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's further in. I because I think that I think that it was one of the White Tower, I said I. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, Jolene. Okay, Teslin. No, Teslin. Is the red? Yes. Yes. Correct. Send the convoy off to the tower. If there do be changes in what we did plan, we please tell me. Um. Frick, I don't know how to find it this quickly, but what I, are you I, looking for? I think that I think that Tess, I think that Jolene is manipulating Teslin into agreeing to stay and not send word back to Aleda because she's working for Saladar, and I think that she's manipulated. I think she's being manipulated. I could definitely see Jolene being on the side of the White Tower, but I do, or not the White Tower, sorry, the Little Tower. But because we get this from her perspective, I actually I. I think that that would be a bit strange because no, she doesn't the, think it. Teslin's saying very well, if you must know, she did say you still do be a child. Yeah. I think she's manipulating her to stay and she's the one who slipped it into his uh, into his jacket because of that. I don't think Thailand has any reason not to just tell them. I, I do think that it is a manipulation and that she's actually on the side of the rebel I said I. Okay, so you think it's Teslin and I think it's Thailand. Yes, because Teslin wasn't at the tower, right? Teslin got recalled. And so she went back to the tower. Wait, unless it's the... And I think she's one of the people who was sent by the little tower. Unless it was one of the little tower Aes Sedai who also grabbed his coat. But why wouldn't they just tell Nynaeve? What did the thing say exactly? Now I'm like, what was what was in the note? Should be easy to find because it's like in big blocky text or whatever. After he like finds it and takes it out. Me. Elaine and Nynaeve are pushing too far. Remind them they are still in danger from the tower. Warn them to be careful or they will be kneeling to ask Elaine does pardon yet. I don't understand why Tylen would write that. Maybe it just doesn't make sense. She that, knows so, something about jo- Jolene and Teslin. I just, I, I don't really understand why Tylen would write that. I also don't think that it's like that helpful a note. It's not really that It's, like, weird helpful. to send it, but there's no information in it. I, I know. Like, I'm, like, unless I'm, like, completely missing something, like, Elaine and I are pushing too far. They're pushing too far. What, they keep sneaking out too many times? Because, like, at this point, they haven't found the bowl, so I don't know about pushing too far. They haven't done anything different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know. Um, unless going to the Atha and Mir is pushing too far. Christian Rapper says, isn't it obvious where that note came from? Obviously not, dude. We're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, isn't it obvious who killed Asmodian? 
All right. Uh, so Matt basically leaves the meeting with the queen um, with plans, which is the worst way to meet leave any meeting. He has to go have bro time with Beslin, which sucks. What? Bro time. It's he has to go time. all these festivals with Beslin, and he's like, fuck, how did I get talked into that? Yeah, I guess so. Also, I love that Thailand just has, like, the most magnificent titties. Yeah. Thailand is best titties. Best titties. Um, I actually really hope that her son becomes, like, a prominent character and, like, him and Matt become friends. Oh, I, I, I have a feeling he joins the band of the Red Hand. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's gonna, well, actually, I don't know if he would do that because I think Thailand would fucking riot because... Why? It's her only son and she loves him dearly and he needs to take over the throne when she's dead. So Yeah, and I think she'll be like, yeah, go get some fucking like military experience. Or she dies and he joins the band of the red hand when Ebudar falls because Nynaeve and Elaine fuck up everywhere they go. Or the Sanchin before they find the bowl, the Sanchin just attack and none of this matters anyway. You're right. The Sanchin show up and Ebudar falls. Let's let's yeah. That's probably let's what's gonna happen. That will probably be what happens. Yeah. Probably. Honestly. Uh-huh. And they'll have to like get the they'll have to like stroke the bowl just the right way, just in time to fix the weather before the Sanchin like come down on them. Of course. Yes. What? I, I, I have a feeling that's what happens, right? We do actually and learn And they escape though, on the Athanma earships. We actually do learn why the Athanma earships have been showing up more frequently. Because the, the oceans are rough. Yeah, they're tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, that that was actually a useful tidbit of info. But I think that our friends are going to literally escape the Sanchen attack just after fixing the weather with the Bowl of Winds. Mm-hmm. And the the because I think that Athan Meir will end up with the Bowl of Winds and it, it will be given back to them after they fix the weather. Mm, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Chapter seventeen, guys. We're almost at the end of the show. So we're getting there. It's going to be a long show today. I'm so sorry. I know it's longer than usual. Not sorry. But things got messed up by you We took a break in the middle. Um, Matt uh, goes back to the, the inn and he gets attacked and he kills two people. Which uh, is yeah. wild. And then uh, Jasper and Sitali are like, nah, it's cool. Uh, but also like women, man, women. Women. And Matt's like, will I ever understand women? And the innkeeper's husband is just finds it the absolute funniest thing he's ever heard in his life. Yeah, he. there's a few times in um, the Wheel of Time where people are just laughing so hard that you're like, that's... Well, and then he gets assaulted by his wife. She literally punches him. Uh, so, Ebudar is just... It's better than her stabbing him. So like for Ebudar, sure. it's not that bad. Sure, it is better than her stabbing him, I guess. Oh. Yeah, also, uh-huh. I like that Matt is like, God, Oliver won't stop pinching butts. Yes. Oliver's going to be a problem. He's like, yeah. oh, he's pick- must be picking it up from the guys here. I don't think he is. No? No, because Brigitte's going to realize who he is, and she's going to snap him into shape. She's going to get him good. Whipped into shape? Brigitte style? Yeah. Yeah, I'd get whipped into shape by Brigitte. That sounds great. Okay, Oliver is a child, so we'll wait until he's 18, okay? Um... We t- we talked about the Jolene and Teslin scene already. Yes, we did. They they're 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 they ultimately decide we're just gonna chill. Whatever. I, I yeah, and I I honestly think that I know you think that te, uh, te, 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 Teslin, sorry, couldn't remember which one it was for a second. <laughs> I, I think I hate that they're so yeah. close to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I know you think Teslin is working for the little tower, but my prediction is actually that Jolene and Teslin yes Teslin um, join the little tower. They're like, yeah, Leda, she's fucked. I don't think and she's that, working for them, but I think that she's supporting them secretly. Because I think Teslin could be the first, like, red 
that comes over and maybe like has to like choose a new Aja or something like that because the you reds You think are they're going to get rid of the reds forever? Yep. I guess they have to, right? Because if the red's like whole thing now. is... Well, but also if the red's whole thing is... Um, stealing men. Stealing men, you're not allowed to do that right now. Yeah. So there literally isn't a reason to have a red. Yep. Uh, and then we cut over to um, Thalion and Ispin. Which is too close to failing. I, like, please, for the love of God, have mercy on us, Robert Jordan. Um, um, uh, and these two are Aes Sedai who work for Megidian. So they're yes. like, can they're like, they kill a woman? We haven't heard from McGideon in a while. <laughs> All right, let's go get Nynaeve. Yeah, 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 literally. If we give her Nynaeve, she will be less upset that we haven't found the Terangrials. All right, do we even need to ch- talk about Chapter 18? I feel like we we did it for 40 minutes of the game, but let's do it again. We'll, we'll touch on it. We'll, uh, we'll try to keep it a little more civil this time. I will not promise that. Um, Rand is uh, chilling with the clan chiefs. And he's making Marana kneel and pour tea yeah, yeah, yeah. to try and convince them that he's not under her thumb. Uh-huh. And they're not convinced, which uh, the Aiel are, they're, they're a bold people. I, I think they're, I think they're just not being hasty, but mm-hmm. yeah. So Berlain shows up and is like, yo. How dare you send me home? Yeah, because she wants, she wants influence. She's like, you're. She wants that D. No. Parents? Yes. Oh, yeah, she wants parents. No, but yes. she, but I don't think that's what this is about. I think that this is... She, I, I I believe her when she says, if if I go home and I sit in Maine through all this, you will forget about me. Yeah. And don't I can't... You. Sorry, we can't sing anymore. In the I, I, I do not want to lose influence with you because I don't want you to make a deal with someone else for Maine at a later date. Yeah. And I thought that this was, like, Fair. really smart statescraft. And I don't love Berlin because I'm like, just get off parents' dick. Like, literally, yeah, just please, stop. Yeah, dear God. But um, I, I thought that her her attitude in this scene was, was good. And I actually really liked her here. Yeah, a thousand percent. It made, it made total sense, right? She's had to do whatever she needs to to keep Maine uh, independent and afloat. Um, and I think being closer to the Dragon Reborn is the way to do that in, in these yeah. moments, right? Yeah. Um, and just when you think, um, just when you think this scene uh, might go somewhere good, uh, a tornado of terror shows kidding? up. This scene was fucking brilliant, and I will fight you on that. Ted Swain shows up, uh, and she's rude, and she sucks, and she is mean. And she's arrogant, and she is... Sorry, I'm going to fix that. Cad Swain shows up, and she is tactical, and she is calculating, and she's Oh, that's what we're calling being rude and disrespectful now. Yeah. So when I'm rude to you, I'll just be like, no, I'm being tactical. You're never rude to me, so we don't have that problem. Fuck, that's true. <laughs> Look, okay. Damn I, it. <laughs> I... I I agree. She's She is an asshole in this scene. I just... I can... I, I understand why. Why? I don't I understand. You. Literally told I know, me. but I don't buy it. Blue, Blue thank, thank you for that. The super chat. The slander. Right? Look, I I think that she is she is measuring up rent in this scene. That's that's a really bad way to start an interaction with someone that you want to work with. Look, good first impressions in the wheel of time are not the same as good first impressions in our world. <laughs> why? Why would they be different? I, I don't know why. It's just what it is. People, like, 
People have a respect for others who walk into the room like they own it, okay? And if, No, they don't. Yes. Yes, they do. Yes, they no, fucking they do. No, they do not. It happens with everybody. Swan walks in and when she's at Emerald Seat and she's like, yeah, fuck you guys. She was because like the young... Because she is the no, Emerald Seat. But, but even before, she was like the youngest Emerald Seat, right? And she's still the Emerald Seat. When the president walks into the room, they're still the president. Okay, and Cat Swain is like... Probably the oldest Aes Sedai. Which Rand doesn't know or give a shit about. Okay. She assumes that she's going to get respect from him. And that is an assumption that you can't make when you're going to show up and behave like a boorish brat. But like all the Aes Sedai do that. I know. And that's why I can't stand them. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, look, the Aes Sedai suck. The Aes Sedai suck. And Kedswain is like a part of that culture. But, like, I understood her ulterior motives for it. Whereas, like, the other Aes Sedai showed up. So they could fucking, like, be the biggest boss in the room. You know what I mean? Like, they're, like, they have this, like, inherent need for being the top dog in all situations. Like, all of them do. And it's it's insufferable. But I don't think she was, she came in there and she was rude because she was trying to, like, have a pissing contest with Rand. I think it was because she was measuring him up. That is what a pissing contest is. No, his madness. But why, why instigate to see how mad he is? To throw him off guard? But why? What do you mean why? It, it's going she to color to... every future interaction you have with yes, him. Yes, and she needs to evaluate immediately how far gone Rand is. Because that is going to sway everything from here on out. That is so fucking arrogant. Oh my god, oh, I yeah. hate her. Uh, Team Nerdy Cat wow. sucks. Thank you, Lord Dice. Fuck you. I just, I, I think that <laughs> she is... Chat. I, I agree with um, Ida. Ketsuane is an oxymoron. Be polite and give me respect while she is rude and shows zero respect. That's my problem with her. Is she behaves like a rich, entitled brat. I mean, every single character we've met does, so I've just... I yeah, just... but this was this was the most this was the most immediate of How it. is it the most immediate? This what happens do you mean? every does... single time a person enters the room. Yeah, and every the last time. people who did this to Rand put him in a box and tortured him. Literally. Okay, she's not going to put him in a box and torture But she can't know that. And so her her actions are ridiculous because it makes her in the same camp as the people who tortured him in his mind. But and so he's not going to work with Rand her. Rand does the same thing to people. R- what? Yeah. Rand is rude to people. Rand Rand comes in and he, he, he like puts his fist down immediately. Like he's like, I'm the boss. Listen to me. Like, because he is. It's his kingdom. Okay. And she comes in and she's like, I know about about what's happening to you. You are going to need me. No, he doesn't. Um, Mega, thank you. Welcome back to the nerd thank you. table. Uh, I Appreciate love when you guys it. disagree. It makes the times when you agree so much sweeter. <laughs> T- uh, Turok, Turok is Thank you for that super chat. I, I'm not saying that I don't see where you're coming from. I'm saying that this this was brilliant. It was really well done. I loved how it played out. I, 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 I do not understand at all. She is causing herself problems. She does not need him. Or no, sorry. She needs him more than he needs her. Uh, no. He needs her because Blue, he thank you for that super chat. Blue, thank you. The slander you. will not be tolerated. Someone needs to spank it. Yes, they do. How, why does she, why does he need her? He's gonna go mad. She can't stop that. We don't know that. If she, she, if she could stop men from going mad, she would have. I'm not saying she immediately, like, has a solution to it. Like I said <laughs> at the beginning of the episode, 
She is going to be this entire this entire episode of our show has uh, been you making assumptions about things and just going yeah, you this is my fully prediction. believing assumptions. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I read this scene. You can assume that about the future, but that doesn't change this scene. He does not need her. He is doing pretty great without her. Is he doing pretty great? He was shoved in a box, came back, yeah, his army is deserting and falling apart. His army is not falling apart. They're uh, literally talking about how they're going to have the Shido dealt with within a few months. Perrin is like, hmm, I smell dissent. Oh, yeah, they're going to fight each other. Yeah, but that's going to happen whenever you unite all kingdoms nah. together. Rand? Fucked. You think Cad Swain's giant ego is going to help with that? You think the Aiel are going to listen to her? Yeah. I have a feeling... Cad- oh! Okay! Yeah, That's have, a fucking prediction. My prediction is that Cad Swain is going to be the person... Cad Swain and Egwene are going to be the two people that um, act, that help convince the wise ones that the Aes Sedai are worth giving any measure of trust to. I sw- I, I, I'm I putting- think Sora Lee is going to punch her in the mouth. Probably. They'll probably fight a little bit first. I can't oh, believe sure. you think the Aiel and Cad Swain's attitudes are going to go hand in hand. They're going to see Cad Swain as the fucking bo- most boorish of all of the Aes Sedai. No, no, no. They're, they're going to have problems, and they're going to realize that they're both trying to accomplish the same things, and that their tactics are the same. Everybody in this series bullies one another. Every, I... every, every single, except Min. Min is the only wow. person, which is why she will always be my favorite. Min is best girl, and if you say otherwise, you're wrong. Min is best girl. Every single other character mm-hmm. in this book mm-hmm. bullies others to get what they want. Oh, I know. It's the thing we comp- complain about all the time. Yeah. And we complain about it all the time, and now someone comes in and is bullying right away, and you're like, God, she's brilliant. We've been complaining about the way people treat each other for seven books, and the and Kat Swain shows up, and you're like, nah, but this one gets it. I don't, I'm not saying she gets, like, I'm saying that, yeah, she was an asshole, but she was an asshole for the purpose other than just being an asshole? Because she thought that by being an asshole, she could make Rand mad? Yes. Well, that's, that's just being an asshole. She needs to gauge his reaction to see how far gone he is, and she dropped just enough information. Oh Are God. you hearing the voices yet? So that Rand is going to be like, shit, those voices mean that actually I am going mad and I need to do something about it. Okay, but this this gets into my other problem with her. If someone, if you're worried about someone going mad, mm-hmm. the, the way to help them is not to convince them that they're mad. Not convince them, but be like, hey, I know what you're going through. Like, I have seen this and I have, I have dealt with this so many times. She has not dealt with it. She is still the bunch of she men. She has said she has not she hung has, out with men who have channeled. We don't she has, know. She has fought more She's not than a red. any red. She literally says, "I have encountered more than any red," and yeah. they. She doesn't leave them alive. I, that that doesn't matter. They all go mad eventually. So yes, they kind of have to die. Do so you think what Ked Swain has been like hanging out with them until they go crazy? I don't think so, but I think she's had enough encounters with them what? and watched and watched men go mad over the years. That I think that she is going to have a unique perspective that is going to be essential for wow. Rand okay. curing the taint. Wow. Yeah. All right, that's pretty bold. Yeah. I think I'm going to hate her until the end of this series. But I think she's going to live to the end because she's going to be like a cockroach that won't die. I don't actually know. She's like older, so she might she might actually die. I, I, if, look, and here's the thing. We've only read the one chapter, so she might be great in the next chapter. 
Or but she like, might suck. I think in this chapter, I, I, her first impression to me is mm-hmm. that I was like, fuck, I don't want to deal with this character. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Like, I was just like, I kind of liked where we were headed with things. And she was introduced and I went, I okay, I don't like this, but fine. Well, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be different. Like, the, the way that it's introduced and also, like, in the middle here, like, I think... I think she's going to be very important, especially with how the other I said I react to her. So I'm I'm probably going to start reading um, immediately after we stop the podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I, 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 I hope I like her eventually. Mm-hmm. But right now I'm like, fuck, oh my God, another arrogant bore. You know what I mean? Like The that, wheel that, of time. It's, it's, but like. I just want someone to have some wisdom, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. She doesn't seem wise. She just seems arrogant. And, and 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 like her assumption that because she's dealt with other men who can channel that it, that it means anything mm-hmm. is is arrogant. You know what I mean? And like sure. she's just, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I I hope that I like her next week. We'll see. Or this will be the one thing we're always divided. Like on. the wheel of time, by next week we'll be like, well, Cat Swain wasn't in the last twenty chapters, so maybe is she even in the book again? She comes up in like three books again. You're yeah. like, oh, Cat Swain's back. Look at that. All right, remember her? Yeah, mm. I forgot about her too. Oh my god. All right, y'all. That's the chapters. This is the section of the podcast where we do. Oh, anyone who's like worried about, I, I saw some people who are like, guys, don't fight. We're fine. Oh, our yeah, marriage, yeah, yeah. our no, marriage no. is not affected by our opinions on me. No, no, media. guys, we're yeah, no, we're good. Yeah, like we don't. That's not how we roll. Yeah. Any arguing we do about a book isn't real. Does not matter. It's it's fictional. I love this woman with all my heart. We and just have opinions. I trust her to hold my opinions in high esteem, even if she agree, disagrees with them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't want anyone to think that because we yell at each other on the show that we would ever yell at each other in real life. This is the only place where we would ever talk to each other like that. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're yeah, not. Yeah. And we're not even, like, yelling at, at one another. We're just, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. No, that's not fighting. Blue says, how old do you think Ked Swain is? I'm going to go 150. I'm going to say she's Dumbledore's age. Uh, Blue, thank you for that super chat. Because she has the um, same dumb arrogance that Dumbledore has. I'm not going to lie. I have no idea how old any of the Aes Sedai are. That's fair. So I, I really, like, could not even put a number on it. She might be, like, 400, and I would be like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, I, yes. I genuinely do not know. Um, so. um, Project Myrtle says, one of you is right about her. You should make a bet. Ooh, what bet? Should, what, what should we bet? But what's the bet? The bet is that... Um, what, that Does mm. Kat, is Cat Swain the linchpin for uh, curing the taint? Okay. No, because I think she might be. See? But but not not uh-huh. but not like immediately. I just think she's gonna be there for it. Like I think it's gonna take like thirteen women and I think it'll be like Ked Swain, Nynaeve, Elaine, Egwene. Because we can't make a we can't make a bet on whether or not she's a good character. Because that's just Do you wanna make a bet on whether or not I will have a change of heart about her by next week? By next week? Uh Let's look. Okay, does the does chapter nineteen start with Cad Swain? Chapter nineteen. Marana followed closely as she dared on Cad Swain's heels. So yes, a hundred questions bubbling on her tongue, but Cad Swain was not a woman whose sleeve you plucked. She decided who she noticed and when. Uh huh. 
Yeah, Anora held her silence too. The pair of them drawn along in the other's wake down the palace corridors, down flights of stairs, polished marble at first, then plain dark stone. I love that they're not talking. Marana exchanged glances Are with her sister Grey and felt a moment's pang. She did not know the woman really, but Anura wore the steely look of a woman on her way to the mistress of novices, determined to be brave. They've literally done nothing wrong, but they're so scared of this woman yeah. and her attitude. Uh, they were not novices. They were not children. She opened her mouth and closed it, intimidated by the gray bun bob- bobbing ahead of her with its dangling moons and stars and birds and fish. Cad Swain was dot, 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 Cad Swain. Wait, actually? Cad Swain was dot, 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 Cad Swain is literally in the first paragraph about this woman. Uh, sure. Okay. Well, she's definitely in the chapter, so that's good. <laughs> and then this page, this whole next page is just... <laughs> her entire history with the one time that they met. Oh, good. This should be great. Oh, my God. There's not even dialogue. This this whole chapter is just... Desc- oh, okay. There's that. It's four okay. pages of description. I won't bet that you'll change your mind about her by the end of oh the section. Oh, my God. I'm going to hate Cat Swain. But by the end of the book. All right. We'll see. But that's not fair because you could just be like, no, my opinion. Why would I lie? Because it depends on what we bet on. What's the bet? What's the bet? I don't know. We don't, like, bet on things. The The title of next week's episode is just going to be Ked Swain is dot, 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 Ked Swain. Swain. Yay. What's the bet? Come on. Throw something out there. I don't know. Well done. Uh, I don't bet anything ever. I've never even been in a casino. Y'all, at the end of every show, we do our high and our low. That is a segment that is much like my family's dinner table. When I was growing up, we would uh, commiserate over our lows and we'd celebrate each other's highs because it brings us together. And after we fought about Ked Swain for probably over an hour of this episode, uh, it's time for us to come together. Uh, the way that we do this is Clarice's high, my mm-hmm. low, her low, my high, so that we have a little bit of a compliment sandwich Your up in here. Warm. Oh your my hands god. There. You're, they're She's very warm. so anemic. Thank you. Uh Clarus, what's your high? Uh <laughs> Ked Swain. Uh okay. The only reason I'm gonna say that is not even because of her character, but because <laughs> I literally I hate you so much. <laughs> no, no, it's because it's because I know it's gonna piss you off. No, no, no. Because I because I literally like screamed when her name showed up. And it was just, like, a, like, moment because, like, I had heard so much about this character. Well, not heard so much, but, like, I knew that it was, that she was going to be a big I'm deal. Upset. I'm mad now. <laughs> Whatever. That's Divorce. Fine. fine. That's my high, then, because you're fighting me on it. That's my high is uh, Ked Swain. All right, my low. <laughs> Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> He's Ked Swain. Fuck her. <laughs> what a nightmare of a woman. You're the worst. I that that's not even a joke. Literally, my lowest this whole chapter. I was like, God, I fucking hate her. What an arrogant person. Sure. Uh, all right. Um, my low is um Matt's body shaming. <laughs> Can't seem fair. to help himself. Um, I misread it the first time, but rereading it, yeah, no, that's that's hundred percent fair. It's just like not the first time. Yeah. And I'm like, you can be like, I don't find that woman attractive. But to be like, thank God I don't have to look at that is uh, just, it's just, it's not very nice. Yeah, it's not very nice. So that's my low. Mm-hmm. Just how Matt interacts with uh, women. Um, My high this week. It's tough. I didn't really love a lot this week. Um, it was pretty like it was pretty it was like it was like moving forward but like oh oh, oh no 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 my my high is um Lan and like oh, just Lan. just getting yeah, him back yeah, I yeah. thought that and yeah. like 
Honestly, the, the the ride, Gareth Bryan's ride all the way up to land, that section was my high. Um, and Sawan and Egwene working together to really manipulate all these people and like get her Amerlin seatness in place. Mm-hmm. I, I actually really liked that. Um, there was a lot in there that I, I enjoyed. And I think... It, yeah, yeah, yeah it, for sure. This book's a little bit slower, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, I'm enjoying... I'm enjoying the Egwene Saladar stuff probably the most right now. Mm-hmm. Just because it, it's the stuff that feels like it has the most purpose uh, and direction. Like, they're actually headed towards something. Abu Dar, we're in the second book of not being able to find a bowl in Abu Dar. Yeah. So I'm just kind of, like, waiting for this to pick up. And then Rand... Um, the aftermath of Dumai's Wells has left Rand's storyline without much direction to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so once he starts going towards Ilian, I think I'm going to really enjoy it. Um, but right yeah. now, um, right now, I think that so the the Saladar stuff, just because they're on the move, is the most interesting storyline to me. Yes, yeah, and the intricacies with Gareth Bryan and the yeah. Hall and all of that. Um, I, I think it's going to have some, like, really cool payoffs, um, at least you- by the end of the book, but definitely in this, I, I think, or sorry, hopefully in this next section, but, hope, but at least by the end of the book. Yeah. Can I tell you what else is my high about this week? Sure. Book club. Thank you, everyone, what? for joining us for part two. I'm sorry that YouTube was a mess in the middle. Uh, podcast listeners, you won't know what the, I'm talking about because it's going to go up in one piece for you. But uh, thank you to everyone who came back for the second part. I am sorry about the confusion. Uh, this is a good time to remind yeah. you all, uh, though, that even though the podcast was in two parts this week, it is still sponsored by Audible. Audible is a uh, service where you actually download somebody's voice. Uh, talking about the book to your phone. And because it's downloaded, it won't stop in the middle. You will be able to listen to that whole dang audiobook in one fell swoop. Let's go. Uh, go to audibletrial.com slash nerdynightly to get your free month of Audible and a free audiobook today. Mm-hmm. That's audibletrial.com slash nerdynightly. It's free. It's not free after that first month. But like, <laughs> it's it's free for a whole month. You don't have to do anything. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We like free things. Yeah. And honestly, if you like audiobooks, you're going to try it and you're going to be like, that was so good. I'm going to save for another month because like. Going to have to. I'm going to. You're I'm, you're like, I know I'm getting a free book. Exactly. Not a free book. You pay for the second book. But, but like, it's so much cheaper than like a normal audiobook. So it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Audible. Audible's awesome. Thanks for continuing to sponsor this. Uh <laughs> Not for much longer. Uh, and uh, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see, we'll if see. you want to like and subscribe to the channel, do all those things. We just passed 18,000 subscribers last night at about 2 o'clock in the morning. So thank you to the 18,000 people who are now subscribed to the Nerdy Nightly. Uh, we truly, truly do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can follow us around the internet. I'm at Nerdy Nightly. And I'm at Clarice Polaris. And that means it's time for Smut Corner. <laughs> A little ASMR for My you. favorite smut corner from this week uh-huh. is when Egwene is like, Falane, Theodrin, what are you doing here? And Falane's like, I'm going to kneel and I'm going to lap at those sweet, sweet vulva. I, I hate you. I, I hate you so much. Yeah, Egwene, Egwene getting like On hate, your knees. hate like, cunnilingus by Falane. Best best part of the whole reading. Yeah, yeah. and Theodrin's like, look, I just, I really like to watch. Do you mind if I just hang out in the corner? Thanks. I appreciate it. I don't get to, like, watch very often because a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know about it. But uh, Audible Sale and everything ending today. Thank you, Blue, for that super oh, chat. Crap. Audible Sale. Get, get AudibleTrial.com right now because of, there's a sale. Do Let's it. Let's freaking go. Do it. Um, ooh, what, what are next week's chapters? We should probably say that. I think it's long. I think it's, like, a, I think it's a high number of chapters. Uh, is it? You add a smut corner and I'll get grab okay. the chapters. Uh, but that one was so good. How am I going to compare? Um, you can't compare to me. That's You're too true. short. <laughs> wow. 
19 to 31, and chapter 31 will be an audiobook reaction. So oh, um, yes. check out next week. We will drop the um, audiobook reaction to chapter 31. That was what was voted on as this month's audiobook yes. reaction. Uh, the full-length version of that will be over at patreon.com slash nerdynightly. They will get the audiobook reaction first, mm-hmm. uh, and then it will go up on YouTube after. Hell yeah, let's go. Uh, so definitely that. Uh, where are you adding a smut corner? Um, I wish we had followed the innkeeper and his uh, and her husband. Because you know that after he laughed that hard about marriage, she went and paddled him a little bit and they had a fun night of oh, absolutely. pinky pinky. I also think that like Halima is like, yeah, let me give you a massage to release the tension. I don't know. Halima seems pretty into men. Here's the thing, though. Orgasms apparently help with headaches. Yeah, they release endorphins. So yeah. Halima's like, girl, I got you. Obviously, it's forsaken, and so that's not good. But uh, hey, at least Egwene has orgasms, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least, at least Egwene has orgasms. We'll see you next week, y'all. <laughs> Bye, guys. Why are you here? Christian Rapper says, if you don't do something about Cat Swain, you're missing something. If you don't do one. Like, a, I, 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 I don't know who Cat Swain's preference is well enough to add her into the smut corner yet. Well, we'll get there. I'm sure that'll be next section. Don't you worry. But at least Egwene has orgasms. All right, get out of here.